Welcome back to episode 27 of the All Music Is Good podcast. The podcast that takes a deep dive into four recent releases. We get right in there to try and work out what's great and sometimes not so great about each one. This week we'll be looking at albums from Jungle, Leon Bridges, Billie Eilish and Logic. And we're two and a half weeks into a one week lockdown in Melbourne and I'm back in my acoustically treated room otherwise known as my laundry, where the piles of folded clothes are stacked to that exact centimetre so that my voice is diffused to that perfect level that our audiophile listeners have come to expect. This week we're coming off the high of our Olympics episode where my guest co-host Liz Stringer put in a well-deserved sterling gold medal performance, filling the shoes of my regular co-host, and as the saying goes, you should never look back. But in some cases... Not everything or everyone in life can be gold medal worthy. Sometimes you have to settle for a place getter or even just participation. So it's with these sentiments that we throw caution to the wind and return to a man who aspires to one day climb that podium himself. And considering that breakdancing and not karaoke singing has been added to the 2024 Paris Summer Olympics, he may have to wait just that little bit longer. Can I say a big hello and welcome back to the Northside Hustler himself, Eric Bloom. Eric, welcome. Thank you, Waza. It is good to be back in the in the hot seat, so to speak. Um, yeah, it feels like an eternity since uh, since we sat together and talked about music. But um, I am very grateful that you have so kindly, I guess, um, what would you say, called me up from the reserves um, after hearing Liz's stellar performance on the pod last week I thought that I may well have lost my position in the uh, in the starting lineup but uh, I can tell you that after a 48 possession game playing for the uh, for the reserves down 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 a freeway somewhere I uh, I hope I made my case to uh, to come back in and and grace you with my incredibly just sparkling repartee. Um, well, look, you, you went back down, you, you tightened up your game, and now you're back. So let's just hope you never have to be banished to the reserves again. I hope so. Um, dude, post-Olympics come down. Are we there? Yeah, massively so. Massively so. Um, I really got down with the Olympics. I I discovered a whole new range of passions, including the European handball, um, oh, both men's and women's. An I, yeah. I got on the Egypt-European handball train, which was yep. just unreal. I think they, they made it to the bronze medal game. And what was just as exciting... Was this females or males? Uh, this was the, the men's. And yep. what was so amazing about the Egyptian team, I was watching it with another uh, um, a, a friend of mine, Benza, actually. I was watching it with Benza. Uh, on, he, oh, yeah. he was in Queensland. I was in, in Melbourne. <laughs> And, ben and Rinderman. It, ben Rinderman. And, and it dawned on us uh, midway through the group stage that, in fact, the Egyptian team uh, had about eight members that looked identical to both me and Benza. Um, <laughs> so I ended up following number five. Uh, I think his name was oh, – I have to look it up. But, um, no, don't look it up. It's not it beca- really important to It became story. a real thing um, after a while. And, and I really got down with that. I got down with archery. That was, a, that was also oh. really um, – Re- so good. Yeah, it was just very tense. Um, very tense. Well, like on on the on the flip side of that, I got so down with sailing. Oh, did you? I would just put sailing on in the background and just 
Life is good. Like there's just people on an ocean sailing and tacking and tacking. going upwind and downwind and oh, you know it is good when they it is good it is good when they tack like and easily, once and like a couple you know. of years ago like on, on previous Olympics you just see boats and you wouldn't you'd have no idea who was coming first or second or whatever and now they have these virtual lines oh my and God. they've got GPSs on the boats and you can say oh they're three meters in front of this boat or one meter behind and this this boat's going at six point six knots and I don't know. It was so good, wasn't it? It, like, it was. What do, you, what do you think about breakdancing coming into the next Olympics? Like, do you, is there any other sports that you sh- think should be added? Well, yeah, I do. I think darts should be added. I oh, think um, pub I, darts. I think there are a lot of amazing athletes out there that are just plying their craft yeah, on the um, darts on players. the on the pro darts circuit. And yeah, exactly. And um, one hundred and fifty. Yeah, I think it just deserves it. I mean, if you know, the Olympics is all about pure excellence and. I mean, these these dart players, well groomed, you know. Would you, just would you have to drug test? Do you reckon in darts? I don't think would so. Like I think a, that's no. one of the beautiful things about that game is that, yeah. in fact, um, you could be on all sorts of opioids and just absolutely <laughs> yeah. crush it, win gold. Maybe there should be a handicap system of how drunk you are. There should be. Drugs there should be. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a, like, you know, you get an extra 10 points for every pint you drink. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, the other thing I really liked about this year's Olympics, and I, and I wonder if it had to do with a kind of pandemic shadow, was like the, um, the montage highlights uh, reels. Every single time they put one together at the end of the day, I just burst into tears. I was just so emotional watching the you know, these incredibly amazing athletes. I've often liked the Olympics to like what it is to be an actual musician, whereby you you just you, you, you do so much work and like you know, you can't live without it and you don't make any money usually. Yeah. Uh, but yep. but you just like it's it's you and you just kind of think about, you know, the weightlifter that's working a full-time job that, you know, every every four years the Olympics comes around, they get to get on a plane somewhere and, you know, go and be the centre of attention for a while and then they just go back to their day job. And I think, you know, often when I speak to artists, I say, look, you know, it'd be, <laughs> yeah. it, it would be a good, it would be great if you could go pro, but like just treat your music career as like being an Olympic athlete and you'll, you'll scale those dizzying heights you have the rock star nights and then the breakfast reality. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's you, very you, similar. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, you, you know, you you wake up and there you are at the Bay of Marie with some soggy scrambled eggs and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although you got to, if you know the uh, the secret Virgin Lounge hustles. And yeah, that's well, that's thing. right. But I always I always used to say that um, you know when I used to you know finish up a night cat gig at. 2.30 in the morning or whatever and then have to take my kid to Suzuki music lessons at, at 8 o'clock the next morning and I'd be wearing sunglasses into the class and I'm like, it's not because I'm trying to be cool, it's just that you really don't want to see my eyes no. after two hours sleep um, taking kids to a music lesson on a Saturday morning. It's it's a, But it's a thing. Um, well, that is unless you are a Filipino female weightlifter. How good who was she? The country's first ever gold medal and got given a house. Oh, she was amazing. And did you see the um, the Filipino female boxer that also won? No, she was that unreal. one too. I think I don't know if she won gold, but she, I definitely saw her uh, win the semi to go into the gold medal round. And she was. Hey, just- do you reckon? Sorry, you go. I interrupted. No, no, no. I was, I was just, I just had a thought. Going back to that music thing, do you reckon if they had like a like a voice sort of style thing at the Olympics, 
where everyone like bought their best singers and then, you know, that could be a gold medal for the, for like, it could be like a Eurovision. I was going to say, thing. it sounds to me like Eurovision, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's Olympic Eurovision. I mean, like, maybe, maybe it could be like a kind of auxiliary sport that they just tag on as like, if you lose, um, you know, if you, if you go out in the early rounds of say the, the weightlifting or the, or the kayaking, you get a second shot at a medal in the music category. I mean, they'd probably have just as much of a chance, like going platinum as as a trained artist. So fuck, you know, why not? Yeah, and and lastly, well, before we move on, oh, to the and and might I might I add, was might I add yeah. the only song that can be sung in that event is Amigos Paradise. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, was there a song this Olympics like the Barcelona? No, Atlanta there Olympics? wasn't. But I mean, I, you know, it, it just crushes me that like I think that like as the '90s disappeared, there became less and less of an appetite for um, event-based uh, music compositions, and I'd like to see that come back. It's look, surely there's some songwriters out there, some like maybe like a Kanye or a Jay Z or someone who wants to have a crack at it. I mean, you know, get your name on it. I mean, you've got a you've got a captive audience of a billion people who are going to be listening in. That's right. Like, what's the neighbouring rights on that? Like, that'd be shitloads. That'd be shitloads. You know, absolutely. Um, anything else, dude? No, that's. I think that's about it. I put uh, some. I had, got, had uh, as I was on holiday. I went holidaying in Warburton just before lockdown and. It just coincided with uh, with the release, so I put out my first track off my new record, which was a bit exciting. Oh, congrats! And um, and that kind of just you know passed with a flicker, <laughs> but um, you know felt felt very proud. And um, you know it was uh, it was it was one of those nice mornings where you, you know you check your social media and a whole bunch of people are yeah, you got val- 50 validating likes. you yeah. and. You know, yeah. if it, that's so funny you say that. If, if anything, I mean, that's really how it is. It's the same as the Olympics, right? So um, that's you right. Know, you get your, your one moment of glory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm just look, just, being, just being a just being a part of the 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 team that goes over. You know, that's good enough. Don't have to win that's gold. Right. <laughs> uh, you, you like you're reading my mind, mate. For something I'm going to say later. But anyway. That's funny. Um, look, you know, from my end, we missed the, we missed our, our launch date the other night, the night yes, cat, which was did. a bit sad for the second time. Second time. Or was it the third time? I don't even know. I think anymore. it was the third time was. Yeah, it's so sad. Anyway, whatever. Um started running again last week, oh, Arik after back. twelve weeks, you know, two calf muscles <sighs> being torn, and I'm back. And I remember thinking this three and a half k warm up doesn't really feel like a warm up anymore. It actually feels like a really difficult and how, hard run. How long did you go? Uh, I don't know. I just I have a normal sort of warm up run that I do, which was like three and a half to four k, and that it wasn't a warm up run. No. It was just hell. So I'm out of form, but I'm going to get back into it, and you know, here's hoping. Here's hoping. I just I just. Uh I had a run just before the podcast. I thought that might really help me. Oh, you're late. Help, help, help me being nice and smug because I didn't, uh, I didn't, assume, I didn't imagine you'd be back on the, uh, back on the turf, was I? But the calf I'm is back. the calf is good. The hyperbaric chamber has worked. That's right. My uh, my laundry also doubles up as a. Hyperbaric I was going to say, uh, it might, uh, is your spa not your hyperbaric chamber? Isn't that where you tell the ladies? <laughs> Come into my hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, <laughs> my hyperbaric chamber of love. Uh, all right. Well, look. Um, good to see you back, Arik. Let's hope for a gold medal performance tonight. 
uh, I'm going to pass it over to you to introduce this week's guest. Thank you so much, Waza. So, I guess there wouldn't be there would this this uh, this musician would make up a you know a small club of um, uh, of musicians that uh, that have kicked about coming imported from Canada. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of them in Melbourne, actually. You know, but you know this guy. This guy came through. I don't even know what year he came through, but um, but the credits are just so great, and you know, one of the absolute all-time just gentlemen of the music community we have in Melbourne. He was a founding a founding member of Cooking on All Three Burners, a founding member of seminal instrumental hip hop group True Live, the owner operator of Choi Productions. According to his Facebook page, the senior producer of The Traffic, I think you might need to go change that. Senior producer? What yeah. is a senior producer? Oh, who knows what a senior producer is, but I want we'll to, But we're going to find out about that in just a minute. He was given a Ludwig drum kit by a man named Beto, his dad's bandmate in 1980, and most importantly was the last minute call-up for Pablo Disco Bar's debut album sessions. <laughs> Could I please... Uh, give a very warm All Music Is Good podcast welcome to the one and only Ivan Choi Kachoyan. Hey. Oh. Hey. Oh. Oh, feeling the love. Feeling the love. <laughs> can you guys hear me okay? We can hear you great, Choi. It's so, great, that- to, it's so great to have you here. Um, oh, thanks for um, inviting me, yeah. Look, we are absolutely thrilled. Um... Would, was that was that right? Uh, Canadian import is that correct? Import, yeah. Australia said we need a few crew from Canada. You come over here, <laughs> and uh, he, they they, they would have called uh, Graham Boxen as well because uh, yeah, yeah, he's my drumming buddy, Canadian buddy, guy. Isn't that so weird? Isn't so, it? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? A cool connection. So yeah, it's really cool. So I'd, I'd imagine there's like I guess that's like some kind of um, bilateral skills swap. Um, visa that uh, basically is only open to drummers in Canada, so it's like a special skills, like a, like a 4.0 visa or something like that. Is that correct? 4B? Maybe, maybe. Well, I came over in 1990, so maybe that's what happened. Maybe I that's what, yeah. So, Troy, tell us. But anyway, tell us what's been happening. I mean, I'm just trying to think back when the last time I saw you was, but I mean, fuck, it would have been a, a while ago. Um, so long ago, like probably close to that Pablo Disco Bar uh, fun recording we had so long ago. You were just so giddy and excited that oh, session. I, I was giddy and excited. <laughs> a, a, a budding producer, budding producer. It's been that long that you've just like just now destroying destroying everything you touch, Mr. Midas, Midas Touch there. And um but uh, I just remember you being super excited with me being on board, and I was super excited to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a really cool session. Um, had heaps of fun. Uh, who was the horn players actually? I- I'm trying to remember because um, I knew half of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had um, there was a guy named Sly. He was on the uh, tenor saxophone. There was uh, a, a guy named Mick Rankin on on the trombone, and another trombone player named Matt Marnie. And another, and a baritone sax player, sax player named Cam Hassad. 
and a trumpet player named Tom Correa. And I think we were all a little bit starstruck because you kind of really? came... Yeah, well, I guess you, I think you came in as like the only <laughs> actual musician on the session. Like, you know, we were all these kinds of, you know, Olympic athletes. And here, here comes LeBron. You know, the, the guy that's made a living off music has been touring around. Now we had a, we had, we had such a good such a good time. Um, look, aside from that, I'm sure it you've done. Fun, you, it was fun. It was. So I'm sure you've done a little bit more since then, but I'm sure it's probably going to be hard to scale those heights. Give us a give us an update on what you've been doing. Uh, well, most recently, uh, I was telling uh, uh, Warren just before uh, I have. So I have two computer rigs, uh, and finally. I got a couple, maybe a couple more projects on it, but I, I'm a PC guy, um, as in like the computer, and uh, <laughs> and um, and uh, and I've got an XP that just keeps working, and it's it works with uh, like uh, a Firewire Focusrite, you know, sound card, and um, <laughs> four gig of RAM, and I don't know how it still works, but it works and. Whatever plugin I keep throwing at it, it you know, it, it's it's maintaining. So, um, so anyway, but I finished uh, Tando's EP on it. Uh, oh wow, awesome! Finally, which, which which we dribbled tracks out. Well, she dribbled, decided to just put a few tracks out at it, uh, you know, once in a while. And uh, but just recently, she said, "Look, that's it," uh, you know, because and COVID, of course, threw a spanner in those works, and um, so it got drawn out more. But anyway, it's. It's I'm my, I'm done now. I finally finished the mix, mastered it, and um, finally I used this program. Actually, uh, you know, you probably both know Luck on Carrick. Uh, yeah, the uh, master my, engineer, uh, my, mighty mastering engineer, and uh, old buddy. Uh, I used to play with him in um, uh, Dan West's old band uh, Valour. Well, they're both their band Valour, and um, I used to do like DJ scratching stuff, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> on my Behringer little pot hot little press button mixer like uh, lucky i had a, like a good ro- anyway not, yeah I'm, I'm a tangent man right now <laughs> no anyway. you just keep on going Choi. yeah keep, keep it going man oh yeah you, you got it you got yeah. long pod- podcast yeah. uh capabilities uh, up three hours is a normal three hour- length, so yeah no three just, hours oh yeah you just stay you stay in that chair baby you can okay. drink that wine. I am. I, I am. <laughs> all right well if you let me talk for three hours straight i could probably deal with that um no but um so, but it's finally out, and I use this cool program. He told me about this program called Hoffa, which uh, enables you to spit out both sides A and B, and um, give all the sort of track listing and the number punches that the the pressing plant has to do, which I've never had to do before. So that was a bit of a oh. learning curve. So that was kind of cool. Um, little nerd tidbit uh, there for you. Wh- but and what was it like working with Tando? Oh. Man, it was so it was so cool working with her. She's um, I've heard she's a really good singer. She's yeah, one she's of okay. the best. <laughs> she's she's pretty okay, you know. Um, I I first met her when uh, she was doing BVs and some bits and pieces because I was uh, recording and producing a band called Fulton Street, and they got her in to do some BVs and different stuff, and we met, of course, and um started noticing you know just pretty pretty damn like she's got like a built-in like a you know, built-in hit, uh, what bu- do you call it? Built, hit, hit machine it's basically a built-in like hit, hit maker a built-in hit machine but she couldn't get there was no notes wrong like 
Just yeah, yeah, and the yeah, just amazing line choice and uh, and tone. And, uh, yeah, tone, everything. Yeah, mm. pretty much. Uh, good package, really, right there. So, um, but anyway, after all that sort of a bit of work with her and on the Mayfield album, she asked me to um, mix her EP, um, and then uh, that ended up being a co co-production sort of level thing, which um, um, yeah. So that that was it was so much fun though we had a lot of fun and um, just just uh, we took our time with it and it was it was really cool to get uh, all the little bits in there you know that needed to happen when they needed to happen and she's she's just had a baby right or like yeah. recently yeah. And, and I, 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 Semi, I yeah yeah and I understand like you've had one or two kids since I've last seen you one yeah one 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 baby just. Just Uno for now. So, um, he's, yeah. were, were they around the same age? Your kids? Um, no, we we uh, had Levon first. We had Levon uh, three three and a half now. So I think uh, Charlie's uh, Tando's daughter's name, and uh, she's a year and a bit, year and a half. And did, did Charlie rock so down to the studio sessions? Uh, yeah, she's come a few times. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah, yeah, she's. Uh, and I've seen, I haven't seen her recently because of COVID stuff, but uh, I've, I've seen her on following on Instagram and she um, seems to be following in mum's footsteps. Oh, that's you know, so great. Vocal. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's really cute. That's so great. Hey, Troy, I've got a question. Um, sure. the, the thing that, that I'm, you know, the, the, one of the projects that you've been doing recently, the traffic, um, oh, yeah. like you're yeah, still in my, um, my post Olympics, um, you know, head. Like, and, and, I'm, and I'm noticing that uh, breakdancing is a uh, Olympic sport in Paris. Do you think, like, is there any way we could start sort of some campaign to make your version of Thriller, like the gold medal song? Because oh, it's like, it's so awesome, man. <laughs> like, how do we do this? Oh, my how God. How good is that? Beat it in Thriller. Yeah. Just imagine coming out to Thriller in the gold medal breakdancing playoff at Paris 2024. You see that happening, Eric? I can see that. That would be hilarious. That well, I'd I'd welcome that. But I mean, um, how cool is that that they're introducing that? I didn't know that. I mean, um, I saw skating on there this year, so that's pretty cool. Oh, that was that's, amazing. Is that the first time? Is that yeah, the first, first time, time skating? Yeah, it needs first time skating and first time freestyle BMXing as well. I think I think Waza Waza knows this information because he's still <laughs> a um, member of the Johnny Young Talent School um, in Richmond. <laughs> it's kind of like one of the r- remaining. Remaining members, yeah, yeah. and I think they get the um, the, the other e newsletter from yeah, the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, surely we could be pitching stuff for 2024 if we get started now. Oh, we yeah. got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. Who's picking the songs? I Who mean, is picking the songs? I mean, Troy, you'd literally have like, I mean, you know, on that PC, I mean, I, you'd have like <laughs> at least 200 meg left of that hard drive. <laughs> Of, to just fill up with breaks, surely. Someone needs to dial in on his 56k mode. Yeah, just like dial it in. I mean, like, it's so, it's so vintage. Troy, you could basically... Dude. I mean, you just, you'd just be bringing that computer over to the Olympics and just plugging in with one of those, like, what are they, those rectangular cables? What are they called? Um, <laughs> the, oh, yeah, the... Uh, 
The printer cable. Yeah, the printer, printer cable. USB yeah, cable. Oh, yeah. yeah. You would just be rolling into Paris and you'd be like, yo, do we have any of those printer USB cables? I'm about to rock some shit. You guys have a SCSI drive? Like, I just need yeah, 14 SCSI, meg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple of floppy dicks, three and a half and five and a quarter. I, um, I'm surprised. Like, maybe he knows something that we don't know. Maybe they've already tapped him on the shoulder and it's all happening. And we've just like, you know, Likely. we've spilt the beans early. Oh, wow. Because he's been producing singles he must have known yeah, that this was happening he in knows. advance. Because who would have just started bringing out seven-inch b-boy instrumental tracks of famous songs? Like, who would do that if you didn't know something was in the wind? Could it be? <laughs> could it be like a Ferntree Gully? Are you where are you Ferntree Gully, Choi? Yeah, this is this is we are in Ferntree Gully. I am in Ferntree Gully because we've um we've had a we've had a few guests that uh that's that that roll down the uh down the M1 and North Road. We had Danny Fruger on. Uh, a little oh, while yeah. ago, when um, oh beautiful, and, Listerf- and he's not too far, Listerfield. Yeah. Well, I mean, he told us a story of a time where, in fact, you and him saw each other at a Bunnings Click and Collect. <laughs> that was, that, was so, that was the funniest thing. I just couldn't stop laughing for ages. <laughs> Drummers he, he of just, he was just like toot toot, and he's just like the cutest little dude. He's the cute, he's the nicest, <laughs> cutest guy. He's always like, hey, hey, Choi. <coughs> He's so lovely, and um, and I was just like, dude, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? It was a cool, it was a cool moment. Um, yeah, and he I was think clicking, um, collecting. Go what did he say? Tell me what he said. No, oh he no, said. no, he said that he he spotted you at the click and collect, and it um, and then and he said something like on something on the lines of, oh, I love I love Ivan. He's just like the cutest like. <laughs> loveliest little guy <laughs> and um i hope and, i didn't have fa- <laughs> sorry danny and um, i mean that in the best possible way but then, no, he but, told us that all the best drummers live in that well, sort of apparently uh, so apparently so. so i believe steve allingham's in the hood as well is that right he is apparently i don't know exactly where but I, yeah he's like vicinity um and also uh, this, he's not a drummer but uh, actually he may play a bit of drums you know Simon Russell he's um, Yeah yeah the meltdown He's just up up the hill Uh no 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 uh Simon Russell Oh is he a mix engineer? Yes yes that guy oh, and, cool. and and ex uh dub band Yeah Red Eyes ago, which, Yes yeah, thank yeah. you Amazing thank you. Well, yeah, and Danny was also telling us that um, some other drummer lives in the street who came and knocked on his door and said he was a drummer as well. So there's that on guy Danny's, as well on Danny Street. Yeah, yeah there's another there's street. another drummer apparently. So um, like, like a stalker. stalker yeah, yeah, stalker drummer. Hi, I play drums too. I can hear you down the street. I like your beats. I like your beats. I love it. So Troy, we can expect to see you kind of. Uh, you know, chucking chucking your PC in a shipping crate and getting it over to um, to Paris for the for the breakdance Olympics. Oh, um, it's gonna be in Paris. Oh, it's gonna be hectic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gonna so be hectic. hectic. Yeah, yeah. I can't, you know wait, that, that. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait either. Well, it's an it's, gonna it's an absolute thrill. Well, they gotta ha- use they gotta use one of my tracks, right? <laughs> that's the, we've had the inside scoop tonight. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. Look, I, if if we can if we can get it in, if we can make it happen, we just gotta get we just gotta uh, we just gotta oil up John Coates and um, yeah, <laughs> and, and and get him get him on. Let's and, get him on the pod. Was what I do you don't reckon? think. Well, there, well, there's another um, old music is good luminary in the traffic as well. Kumar Shom, obviously. So, you know, we've, I think we've got to make it a mission to get everyone from that band onto this show. Pre Olympics, I'd like that, and then we'll just and then we'll, we'll syndicate the interviews out to Channel Seven 
for a really large sum of money. And the last thing is what we could do, do is it. actually do it. we could slide into Lisa Curry Kenny's DMs, who is <laughs> one of our Instagram likes of the week. Oh, segue, Eric. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You got you guys have a little Instagram uh, page too. We do have a little Instagram and little Danny Farooja's on that page too. And um <laughs> a little <laughs> you call know, me, call me. we'll all be rappers if we if we use that. Maybe that's the secret. Little little Danny, little Troy. Maybe little Warren. Maybe that no, no, is no, the no, secret. I've already got my rapper name. My rapper name's already uh, my rapper name is the, the notorious WOZ. Oh. Oh. Have you, Ooh, wait, 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 I just, I just love on that. that, literally, literally on that and what you said, Warren, is like, there's this producer guy that just goes off the hook about names and like the types of music that's happening. And he's like, Lil Wayne, it's been done. Stop it. It's been done. Stop. Little this, <laughs> little that. This is just going on and on. But it's, it's so true, actually. It's, it's, it was really refreshing to hear. It was awesome. That is so, so yeah, funny. Notorious has been taken, man. Sorry. Yeah, you, did you see that guy? Who was the who was the producer doing that? Doing like doing what? Oh, I haven't seen the video, but I'm I'm I I am intrigued. Oh, you haven't seen that? But I do I do like the kind of I I mean, perhaps perhaps given you know we're moving towards you being the you know I guess the 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 Ricky Martin or the or the <laughs> Luciano Pavarotti of um, Paris 2024 just purely yeah. on b-boy breaks um i do like the fact that you're just kind of living and and embodying and um, this entire this entire b-boy culture so it is uh it's a good fit me yeah oh, yeah yeah oh yeah me, yeah me. moi oh we <laughs> oui, oui. man you know we oui, oui. n'est-ce pas uh, anyway, but um, I, I should know I should know a lot more French, uh, being French Canadian. But um, <laughs> oh well, it was a long time ago now. It was a long time ago now. There's still time, Joe. Um, yeah. Look, anyway. it's, look, it's great but to yeah, have I mean, you. It, it was. Uh, uh, look, I was just going to say good night. It is <laughs> thank you and good night. It is great to have you here on on, on uh, the All Music Is Good podcast, Troy. Um, and what this and is great. Yeah, we are absolutely thrilled. And you are going to now take part in our first segment of the week. I'll throw to Was to introduce. Well, thank you, Arik. So, uh, yeah, the first segment of the week we have is called the Instagram Like of the Week. And the Instagram Like of the Week is a segment that celebrates a new Instagram account we've come across between episodes. Each week I invite my co-host and this week's celebrity guest, Choi, to guess who or what this mystery account may be. As we like to re- reiterate each episode, it's not just about our social media game. No one cares about that, so why should we? And it seems trivial to derive validation from a like, Eric. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's more about us honouring others with an All Music Is Good like on their account so they can feel validation. It's a select group of people who received this honour, guys. In our last episode, we welcomed former Go-Go's lead singer Belinda Carlisle and Eric. I see via our account this week that works are currently underway to make a movie about Jessica Watson's solo circumnavigation oh of the world. Oh, my God. Which we'll all be waiting with bated breath for. Anyway, should I get into it? Yeah, go for it. 
I don't know about this for Choi because, you know, he said he moved to Australia in 1990. So this might just be a little bit, you know, past him. But we shall see. Yeah, that's it, Choi. Thanks, Choi. It's a classic. You Thanks, know Choi. it. Um, this week, our mystery person was born in 1935. His father was a defrocked Anglican minister, and after his parents divorced, he bounced between the two before eventually living on the street as a teenager. He would forage food behind some of the city's best restaurants, and being quite irreverent, he would often leave notes critiquing the leftovers. Second clue. He blagged his way into a job as a, as I was hoping messages. there was more to that. Okay. <laughs> he blagged his way into a job as running messages for a commercial as a commercial um, for a commercial cartoonist in an advertising agency. And while there, the art department taught him how to letter and use a pen and brush, and he became an artist. Third clue: later in life, he turned his hand to writing for TV, and later in life, he pitched a show to, a t- to television. With him as the host, when he realised being in front of the camera was way better paid than being behind the camera. Oh. Are we talking about Bert Newton? Arik, we are not talking about Bert Newton. He'd be way too famous for us to like. Okay. Okay. The show that this person pitched went on to record 900 episodes with him as the host, primarily during the 80s in Australia. Is this an Australian person? A couple more clues. It is an Australian person, Joy. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. He cooked dinner for the royal family oh, in Australia. I think I know who Jubilee. it is. Is it Rex ha- Hunt? No, it's not Rex oh. Hunt, Eric. He has two very famous catchphrases. The first one being, G'day. And the second one is, Where's the cheese? Oh. I don't know who it is. Oh, my. Arik, I'm very disappointed. Wait, 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 wait. Joy. Where's the cheese? G'day. I got nothing. <laughs> no, that's too long. That's too long to pause. I'm going to have to edit that out, dude. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give it to you, Arik and Choi. Um, the... Inducting to this week's All Music Is Good Instagram Like of the Week is Peter G'day Russell G'day Clark. Peter Russell Clark. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Joy. So that. Peter Russell Clark would be pushing what eighty odd? Eighty odd? He's 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 eighty six years old. Wow. He's been married to his wife Jan for sixty years, and his Instagram is a collection of his artworks. Peter um, wow. Russell still Clark. G'day. I want to check. I want to check that out. Hey! <laughs> oh well, today I was oh, looking wow. at his show on um, on YouTube. It was it was He's awesome. So show. many memories. Well, no, he did 900 episodes, and I was I went back on YouTube and checked out some episodes from the 80s, and wow. they were classic. Wow. It was just it was such a time warp. And like Arik, as a side note, um, is I'm it like behind the front? I'm actually- is it what's that? Is it like a? Is it anything like a Zach Galifianakis thing? Like, but it, but set in the eighties. 
no, nothing like that. It's is it a piss take or it's no? Cool. No, no. It's, it's basically it was a five minute show that was on before the ABC News at seven o'clock, and it was he, he was he was a chef of sorts or a cook. I mean, it was just a food show, and um, he'd go for oh. five minutes, and he might be at Victoria Market talking about pork, or he'd be out making a picnic somewhere, or whatever. It was just a, it was a food you, show. So I'm actually on but a- anyway, he was a he was he had this massive big beard, and he had a catchphrase, and he became part of you know Australian culture. And like two side notes: That's one, so cool. one I was uh, doing footy training at Melbourne Uni um in the mid 90s and he came around he was walking alongside the footy ground off he, he was drunk he, he, had a, <laughs> he had a he had a bottle of red wine in one hand and a brown paper bag in the other That's awesome. and someone yelled out to him hey pete where's the cheese and he lost the plot he just got so angry at us Wait. and uh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah ahead, he was not me. happy and then and the other thing is Eric, um i was listening to the theme song today and and it's something twigged in my head I know who sung this theme, theme song. Do you know who it would be? Who was it? Joe Joe Dolce. Oh, so close. So oh, my close. God. Who was you, it? You, there's, a, there's a link there. It was Mike Brady. Wow. Who sang the song. And like, can you name some of Mike Brady's other what, famous songs? Up, up, there, up there, Kazali? Up there, Kazali, obviously. But he did ads, like so many ads in the 80s. Like, Mike Brady from the, the American TV no, series? No, Mike Brady... Who he was a singer that sung a lot of the Australian footy songs, and he, oh. and, he, and, he and he wrote jingles for everybody. So he um I did a deep dive on Mike Brady as well this afternoon. He sang obviously "Lucky You're with Amy." That oh, he yeah. did the Lucky ad. You're oh yeah, wow. wow. That was him. Yeah, he yeah. did he did he did "Hard Yakka." Hard Yakka. Oh, that's did, a classic. That, that's Sorry him. That. <laughs> he did "Sayo Biscuits." You can't beat a Sayo. That's a fact. Um, oh yeah! And wow. There's so many ads, and I got onto um That's I got hilarious. onto the um I found an Australian Financial Review article from uh, uh, 1989, and I've just highlighted a few things in here, Eric. He was the former owner of the Esplanade Hotel. Get out! And and, and in the 80s. He said there's an ongoing dispute about um, wanting to develop the site, which was just hilarious because, like, that ongoing dispute went for, like, 30 years. Um, he formed a jingle company, and they were writing about 150 jingles a year, and the average Boy. price for a jingle in 1989 was $10,000. Wow. Or up, up to $100,000 wow. if you wanted to uh, get John Farnham in or the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. And there's just so much interesting stuff in here, man. Like, he... Played on so many ads. Well, was, was I've just oh, 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 two other things. He was the producer for Joe Dolce's "Shut Up Your Face." Well, there it is. Oh, shut he up produced your it. Face. There you go. Holy shit! I remember and, that. And What's he also. The matter, you? Hey, um, there was. He also produced <laughs> Tina Arena's first album. Peter oh, Russell oh, Clark oh, or Mike Brady? No, Mike Brady. What an absolute I mean, legend. This guy, like his story wow. is incredible. So, and that's the story up to nineteen like ninety two. So was it, I've just been on Peter Russell Clark's Get, get Instagram. him on. Get, get him, him on. on. Why don't we doing? DM him? What are you doing with yeah, me here? Let's, yeah, <laughs> let's give it a try and call up Mike Brady. All right. Troy, if, if you if you don't mind just holding the line. Um no no. We um <laughs> I've just I don't checked, mind actually. <laughs> My work here so is done. Pe- I've just Peter Russell Clark. I've just Instagram. checked. Um, I've just checked his Instagram page, and yeah. it's all artwork. The guy's a fucking yeah, Renaissance man. Like, <laughs> yeah. is there anything he can't do? And it's decent. He's, like, it's wonderful Australiana um, yep. artwork. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's uh, let's get him on as well. Yeah, but, uh, the I'll see if he remembers of a, the t- of a human. It's funny. It's funny how like you you see a bunch of um some you see a bunch of like uh dudes from overseas. Like I think a couple of dudes or maybe one from Rolling Stone is doing that too. Like ro- Rolling Stones. Like yeah, just, yeah. What's his name? It's, the it seems Ronnie like Wood. An eventuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like a you know if it's not going to be music, it's. At that, you've you've done so much, cre- you've seen so much, made so much art, you can probably make a cool painting at that point, or not. I don't know, but it seems like. But his seem pretty good. I've seen a few. Well, I think he always. Um, yeah. Yeah, he. I think he always like he always painted. Like so, you know, paint, painting is one of those wonderful things that you can do That's throughout awesome. your life, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so there's two deep dives. I think I've done enough rabbit holing for tonight. I'm going to tick that box on my uh, things that I need to do for this podcast, and uh, I'll leave that for you to to continue on for the rest of the episode, guys. Um, I reckon we'll take a short break, and then we'll come back and chat some music. Getting older, I think I'm aging well. I wish someone had told me I'd be doing this by myself. There's reasons that I'm thankful, there's a lot I'm grateful for. But it's different when a stranger's always waiting at your door. Which is ironic, because the stranger seemed to want me more than anyone before. Anyone before. Too bad they're usually deranged. Last week, I realized I'd crave... So our first album for the week is by American artist Billie Eilish, and the album is titled Happier Than Ever. Billie Eilish Pirate Baird O'Connell was born in LA, California on December 18th, 2001. That freaks me out just to Not say that. Not long ago. That. <laughs> My kid was born in 2006. <laughs> this is scary. Yeah, the Afghan war is older than <laughs> Billie Eilish. She's the daughter of actress wow. and former theatre troupe teacher Maggie Baird and actor Patrick O'Connell, both of whom are also musicians and work on Eilish's tours. Eilish is of Irish and Scottish descent. She was uh, uh, conceived via IVF. There you go. Her middle name, Mm. Eilish, was originally meant to be her first name, while Pirate was to be her middle name. She was brought up in the Highland Park neighbourhood of LA. Eilish and her brother Phineas were homeschooled, a decision their parents made to spend time with them and give them the freedom to pursue their interests. Baird taught Eilish and Phineas the basics of songwriting. Eilish said her brother and mother inspired her to get into music. Their parents encouraged the siblings to express themselves and explore whatever they wanted, including art, dancing, and acting. Eilish also performed at talent shows and joined the LA Children's Choir at age eight. She wrote her first real song at age 11 for her mother's songwriting class. Wow. I, I guess, was it the only person in that songwriting class Billie Eilish? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a question. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to check that out. The song is about an episode, uh, uh, the zombie apocalypse, inspired by the television series The Walking Dead, from which wow. she took the script lines and episode titles that she added to the song as part of the assignment. 
Eilish had gone on some acting auditions, which she disliked. However, she enjoyed recording background dialogue for crowd scenes and worked on the film's Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Ramona and Beezus and X-Men series. On November 18th, 2015, Eilish released the song Ocean Eyes. The track was written, mixed and produced by Phineas, who had written and produced it originally for his band, The Slighties, before realising it would be a benefit for Eilish's vocals. He gave it to Eilish when her dance teacher at the Revolution Dance Centre, Fred Diaz, asked him to write a song for choreography. The siblings uploaded the song to SoundCloud where Diaz could access and download it. The song received several hundred thousand listens in two weeks and Phineas's manager, Danny Rukasin, reached out to him to discuss Eilish's potential. In Ruskin's opinion, she could achieve significant success with Phineas's help. Um, then what happened? Ja- Phineas and his manager arranged a deal in which Apple Music signed Eilish to A&R company Platoon, specialising in packaging emerging artists before they get a major label contract. Eilish then got a publicist who connected her to the luxury fashion brand Chanel and a stylist, both of whom helped shape her image. Um, so that's kind of the early days. I might skip... I mean, we all... Uh, for those unfamiliar, Eilish then became the biggest artist on the planet and won all Grammys with her debut record. But let's get on to the second record. So Eilish's second studio album arrived two years and four months after her debut, When We are all f- When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? The day of the release is also notable for being the birthdays of novelist Emily Bronte from 1818, Kate yeah, and uh, singer really Kate Bush, from, and also Lisa Kudrow. There you go. Oh, Lisa Kudrow. There you go. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> right? A little, little, little tangent. So, yeah, 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 it's cool. <laughs> so the first single, Your Power, is a raw look at abuse in all its forms. The Desert Set video self uh, directed by the star was released on April 29. And is this this album or the last album? This is this album. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, it was released April 29, clocked uh, 50 million views in one week. On the wow. record, she talks about accountability, vulnerability, and the many ways yeah. in which power can be manipulated. Um, and she says, this is one of my, her favourite songs she's ever written. This was the first track that came out. Um, uh, she said, I feel vulnerable putting this one out because I hold it so close to my heart. It's about many different situations that we've all either witnessed or experienced and I hope this can inspire change uh, for people not to abuse power. Um, Mm. As ever, uh, there were no other contributors to the record and it was just Eilish and her brother Phineas who sat around a piano and wrote the record again in in an LA bedroom. And Eilish says it's not a COVID album but it was the first time in four to five years they'd had the time off to actually make songs without anybody telling them uh, what to do or any deadlines or any pressure. It was great because wow. uh, cool. she, does, she doesn't write fast. So that's a bit of background on the record. Let's throw to you guys. What did you think? Was do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick you off. Um, <laughs> I've never listened to Billie Eilish before, ever. I, I would not know what she sounds like. I, not even, I, that, not even the, the number one hit? Nothing. I had no idea. I'm close to that. I'm close to that. Like maybe I just heard that one song, you know. Like, ov- like obviously I know she's part of the zeitgeist, but I just have never had any reason to go and go there. Like, So I was actually keen to see what the hype was about. Um, so that first track that we just played in the background before, I thought it was cool. Um, 
I love the production. I love the whispered vocals. It was kind of like you being invited into like a sofa sounds gig. Like it was so intimate. Yeah, um, good point. Yeah. And, and, and I yeah. really like that minor resolve, like on on the note, how it resolved yeah. minorly. And it was unexpected. And I just thought that's like a yeah, really good way to open an album. Um, I, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that the mix and master on this album are so amazing. Um, like the vocals, like any good pop album, like a front and center, but far out, like they are mixed so beautifully. But don't you think that's also a part of how brilliantly arranged it's been? Like, they've, well, yeah, they've I was just about to say, it. like the whole album is so understated yeah. that it, you know it gives a reason for those vocals to just sit out there on top. It's so beautiful, and like from a frequency sense, like it was just a pleasure to listen to. Yeah. Like it's really nice on the ears. Like I loved it. Um, like, I thought the album itself, like, there's this, like, an old worldliness to it. Like, there's some jazziness in some of the chord choices. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like a 60s, 70s crooner yep. to, like, to it at times. Um, you know, the instrumentals are sparse, as we were saying, which gave it that sort of hauntingness at times. And it, and it just set up a vibe. Um, you know, lyrically, as you said, like, in the in the bio, like, it's coming, it feels like a coming-of-age album. And, like, what I like that she does with her lyrics is that there's no sort of reading between the lines like she just delivers her message it's black and white um so i thought there was some real moments of beauty which work really well and but i also thought there were songs that sort of fell a bit flat at times as well um look songs that worked for me were tracks like getting older the first one didn't change my number mm. my future lost cause mm. therefore i am i really like Haley's comet and goldwing um She's 19. Like, that's just, it's freaking it's, mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Like, like, so, like, on the last episode that we did with Liz, like, we cut this band, I think they're called Inhaler. We cut them some slack because they're in their early 20s and not fully formed. This person's 19. <laughs> she's yes. not just fully formed. She's freaking caning it. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah. she's ex- the thing that's exciting is that she's experimenting in a world of pop and in pop songs, and you don't, you know, pop songs aren't, don't get made like this. In, songs don't get made like this in the pop world. So I just yeah. think it's really fascinating when someone breaks through to that extent to see, like, what freedoms she's been given to basically do what the fuck she wants, knowing that she'll still get the full record company marketing budget behind it. Like, that's just – that's it's mind-blowing. Mm. So I, I guess, you know, in a way she, she fits that authentic box. Like, she's very authentic. It feels real. And, and I guess that's what resonates with her fans. Um, look, I'll, I'm going to finish by saying, like, I don't think I would listen to this album again, but, like, I was unexpectedly surprised by how much I enjoyed listening to it because um, it, it was interesting. It was interesting. It made me want to sit and listen to it properly, mm. which, like, you don't always do with albums because, like, a lot of the albums, especially the ones we review, sometimes you clock what's going on and then you sort of go into autopilot. Mm. But this this album just sort of kept your attention, even though... It was 50-something minutes long. So, look, massive kudos, massive kudos. Mm. Um, it was interesting. I, I liked it. It was it was cool and unexpected. Um, Troy, I'll throw it to you, man. Well, yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, Arik, um, what, Arik, what that, did you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that, that was, that was uh, uh, mostly along the, you know, very close to uh, – Many of the sort of traits, I uh, similar traits that I thought about it too. Uh, and again, I'm not a massive. I've heard of Billie Eilish, and I've heard uh, you know the a, a bunch of singles she's put out, and 
and I didn't I didn't really tap into. But again, uh, you guys have forcing this on me is great because uh, I would not have listened to this otherwise. So um, getting into it, completely a ballsy album, I reckon. Um, yeah, it, like very like like you said, uh, wrapping it up, kind of like um, she gives no fucks about any anything to what she puts out and and um and actually hearing about where she's come from from you for eric is like is is uh, that makes a lot of sense because um hearing no track nine not my responsibility and you know i mean lots of americans put some stuff out about um you know the haters and there's haters and there's there's people that dig it and she's actually really proven that and but she's got a like a track record of you know uh doing stuff from very young age so i mean it makes a lot of sense you know she's actually really talented and i mean and again doubling again on the mix and production was just i played it through my jbl like boombox like modern bluetooth boombox equivalent and man the bass was just just curved down it was just impeccable production and and even if i didn't get into some of the lyrics maybe occasionally the production I could easily tap into any time. And when the beat came in and um, I didn't change my number, was I was like, holy crap. Mm, so mm. there was so many instances with each track that I loved. Uh, oxytocin and the, just that vocal falling out of the mouth thing that she does. Got a little bit tiresome, but but still really, I, I, lo- I love that. Like, so, I mean, if I went to a two and a two and a half hour concert of hers yeah i'd be i'd be i would have had enough you know maybe but but in saying that i can uh it's really super high level i mean again she's the fact that she's 19 i mean um there were so many beautiful tracks um just the production i mean the 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 tone choice of absolutely everything i i actually i actually i don't know if you can see but i did song per song sort of like sort of you know the main things that sort of stuck out to me, and um, and every th- every time when the beat comes in, it's just you know being a drummer, I guess I I do listen to that, and um and just the, but just even the reverbs on the vocals, I mean, there's yeah. really you can't fault it. You really honestly can't, even if you hate her or the music for some odd reason, you could easily just go that is just like you know top level um production i mean uh, i can go on and on and on but um yeah i actually really enjoyed it uh don't know if i'd listen to it uh on repeat but um you know having uh, a few of uh truth serum wines i'd probably put it on again <laughs> in, 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 in this week and just check it out again you know it's uh so it was really cool awesome i reckon this one would get will get better with listens as well like you're I, tapping I a bit more too. yeah I, uh, yeah <clears throat> i mean i i I I went twice on this, and um, oh, the, se- cool. the the second time, I was like, I mean, the first time I was like, this is so great, and then the second time I I, I listened to it similar to you, Troy. I listened to it on like a little Sonos speaker to start with, and I was like, this is so great, and everything's so like perfectly balanced. And then I just listened to it in the studio um, earlier tonight, and I was like, oh my mm. god, this is there is so much more going on when you chuck it on mm. some on some speakers, and um, yeah. you know. Brilliant, brilliant. I think it's. I mean, yeah, 
it's funny it's funny how we relate to albums because it, it could be the best album you listen to all year, but it might not be the, the album that you return to. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, look for me, <clears throat> like my my overall kind of you know if I was to give this the report card, I'd say uh, that uh, that my overall impression is that these are songs for teenagers who are starting to experiment with ketamine. And and ASMR, <laughs> so like you know, which is I think the autonomous sensory <laughs> meridian response. Every, it, it's got this whole like there is something so powerful by how soft she sings, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, um correct. and 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 it's her thing. Isn't it's it? her thing, but it, but it's, it's also the whole thing. Yeah, but it's so coupled. It's so beautifully coupled with the way the tracks are written, um, the way yeah, things are produced. Yeah. That uh, you know, fundamentally. To me, it was like everything has like got this super mid-tempo to down-tempo understatement. Yeah. And, um, you know, similarly, I thought production-wise, it's just, you know, very dry and not flashy, which mm. um, which is just such a <clears throat> welcome thing. I mean, it's sad that we go, it's such a welcome thing when someone yeah, doesn't I- like, you know, jizz all over it like something beautiful. Go on, was Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say... Um, you would pay the big bucks to a producer to get this sound, yeah. like to oh, take stuff man. away, you know, to, to strip it back to something like this. Yeah. This is like, would well, you pay is, someone a lot of money the, to do this? Is that the producer, though? Is that the producer? Well, you know, how how do you know? Yeah. It's we, a, we don't know that story. That's that's actually could be her call or... But but I know I know what you're talking about, though. But, I, I, think, I think in this hmm. instance, so Phineas... Is her brother, and he's the producer. So I think it's oh, he absu- is. Yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. So it's there absolutely, it's absolutely the two of them. And you know what? What I do hope as well. You know, I'd be really curious to see Phineas as like because I think Phineas had the career before Billy came along. Um, oh wow! But I'd so be he's very, older, maybe. Yeah, he he's he's a know? he's her older brother, and he's got yeah. his own project as well. But uh, you know, I think what's going to be interesting over the next few years is obviously. In the same way that, like, what's his name? There was that guy Joel Little who did the Lord record, and then everything oh, just, yeah. and then, and then everything for the next five years was like a Lord sound, like in terms yeah, of, of ha- how yeah. tracks were made. I reckon, I reckon this is going to be one of those things where I reckon they're just going to keep. It's just going to be the Phineas Billie Eilish sound, and I don't reckon he'll be branching out to like make these kinds of records with other artists. I think it's it's such a distinct thing they've got going on. Um, well, it, go isn't, on. isn't life? Isn't life? Is it's interesting, um, like phases of that sort of periods of things. It's like, um, you know, I mean, I I heard it with Pharrell, Pharrell Williams, and uh, yep. when I was getting into him and Timberland, and they would use the same kit. Yeah, and some pe- and some people would would be- would would uh, belittle that sort of function, but yep. but what they did with the kit per track on an album say Kellis album yeah back then but in that period of their they they were the gods of production you know but it was a, it was a, it they had to go through that phase cuz they were just producing programming su- at such a high level of tone sound you know rhythm everything coming into it uh that certain other factors of production didn't matter oh not production uh like whether you use this sound or this sound or change the sound of the snare for this song, it was like I almost the same snare, mm. but they just did program. You know what I mean? It's just like a phase some people need to go through, and it's okay. 
Yeah, it's like, like a like color, it's still like cool. a color, like a color palette, I guess. And I yeah, think it'll have a time limit, and they'll be over it, and then yeah. we'll mm. know about it. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. We're done. You know. Yeah, totally. I mean, Babyface had the same thing. You know, it's a Babyface sound. No, it's a yeah. Billy yeah. Eilish it's okay, sound. Though. Yeah, that's fine too. Absolutely. Well, I mean, hey. I mean, if you're going to inspire billions of kids for five years, I mean, it's better than doing nothing for Man. no years. So, yeah. I, and <laughs> yeah. I, One of the things that I've found on this record is like, you know, it sits more in like a St. Vincent indie uh, yeah, kind of world than like a pop world, which again is like, you know, double tick for me. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's been marketed as a pop album, so which shows that all genres are out the window. Absolutely, like you just give, yeah, it, you give it a gone. name. Playbook That's is what it absolutely is. Gone. Um, yep. A couple more things I was going to mention is just uh, you know I'm in agreement with you guys that there is a there is like a tipping point where you're like oh god you know the vocal performance does have this mm. kind of one trick pony vibe to it and mm. um, but that said it does get a little bit more diverse in later tracks which I almost is like a I'd almost imagine that's like a label decision because they're like we need a single here um, yep. but. Uh, but then, That's but then, uh, but then on reflection, I'm just like actually I preferred the earlier stuff on the record. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I fundamentally, agree. you know, that the title. It's interesting that the title track of the album is track 15, um, yeah. which I again I think is like a little kind of fuck you to their label heads. Um, you know what I mean? That and, and I think that's also the brightest and shiniest song. Um, in terms of track for track. Uh, I didn't change my number. I, I loved it. I, you know, mid-tempo groove. Had a live drum kit, which is very rare in Billie Eilish's music. Yeah, and that was I, cool. That and track. I loved... Oh, which track was that? Which track I was think that it was uh, second did, track number two. Did, yeah, track two didn't change my number. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, That's what I did like, dig about that. And, um, and, like, I loved the fact that, like, there's like a 45 second wacky synth solo in it. And Oh, yes. You know? Dude, when that came in, I, I like I've made a note at, at 150, this syncopated <laughs> yeah. thing, but but that that intricacy that intricacy to to rhythm. I mean, obviously, you know, I, whatever. I'm biased. Maybe I'm a drummer, but rhythm is just like will pull me, will pull me in a. Uh, it just means it just means an awareness of intric- intricacy to me. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a complexity. Absolutely. And, uh, if you underst- if you understand it, it has more meaning. If you obviously, if you don't, if you're like whoa, whoa, then you know I. You, but but yes, it's little things like that that just came in and out through throughout the course of it. But that yeah, def- definitely that was a a standout one. Yeah, and also like, putting whoa. um also yeah. putting a bossa nova track at track three on a mega pop cell yeah wild I mean, like it just, it's I'll, hectic i was waiting for the clave and it never came but yeah, I, no, I understand okay. why she named it that i was just like going yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a it's a nod it's uh, a little it's a little yeah elbow yeah yeah, nod. yeah, 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 yeah. i love yeah, um, maybe half a nod <laughs> i love the song my future that was probably yeah, my yeah, favorite was, i love it awesome. kind of had a bowie-esque yes Bowie-esque chord progressions, oh, yeah. and yeah, then and nice. then the and then the drop into the chorus was just so beautiful, and it's yeah. uh, and I think there's a little trick that Billie Eilish does, which is like these kind of step this like step down, um, mm. this kind of step chordal step down, and I think she did it in her big song, um, like it like that, like it like that, like it like that, which was uh on the first record, and she kind oh, yeah. of like waits for like i think it's track four in my future she waits for it 
to, to track four to like bring something back from that first record, which I thought was really cool. Uh, you know, oh, definitely cool. like a fan thing. Um, and then and then it kind of picks up, and then suddenly there's this like stonking beat, and it almost reminded me of like Arlo Parks's new record, um, oh, which we yes, reviewed earlier this year. Um, yep. Oxytocin, you know, I think we all agree, great club vibe, super dark. And I think, you know, I think it's track five. And to me, that was like perfectly timed um, mm. for the record because there hadn't really been something that hit hard until that moment. And it's just how good, how good's the on that, on that, on that tip, Eric? How's how good's the track order? Unbelievable. I noticed, Unbelievable. I noticed that it's just like when the it's just the, the right feel came at the right time or where, mm. where it was just vocals and then. The lifts, yeah, it was just impeccable. That was also that's that's also not easy to do. Not easy. It's an art. You know I, mean, I mean, how yeah. on earth would it's have like, they figured out those te- like that tempo, um, to like literally make it feel like it's a car just warming up and then, you know, I totally agree. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Like having d- all of us having done similar, fi- like we've all released things that have an order, and you go, okay, you know, this this works into there. It's funny to think that maybe like or or to think how someone else would do it. Now, I mean, did did they do it post or did they pre-plan it? Who knows? It's like yeah. super interesting. I think I'd like, love to know because it sounds like it almost it, it's that good. It's that good that it they'd be like almost like plan more than just like just do writing the track and then putting in a cool order. Is that, I wonder. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder maybe whether, like, at that level, when I say at that level, meaning like just time and money level, that yeah. like you could you could yeah, do all you money. you could do yes. you could do all your demos. Same thing. Yeah, but you could do well, all. You, oh yeah. You know, maybe they've demoed the whole record, then they've kind of shuffled the tracks you. around into an order, and then mapped out a tempo or a feel. That so like maybe they tie would, things in or something. Who knows? So maybe they would do that as a rough, yeah, and then sort of tweak the tempos to suit even more if they sort of liked something. I reckon well, it's kind I'm, of like yeah, it's kind of like that they've actually made an album for our podcast, knowing yeah. that you know how much we like <laughs> how albums we to it like have good flow. <laughs> we love flow in our albums. I mean, yep. you know, this is what what we're about, and the fact that they've taken the time shows respect. Yep. Mad well, respect. I think they definitely, I think they definitely did in a, in a in a definitely in a time and and I've told this to so many like people either I work with or that hire me or or that ask my opinion about what should I've got a few tracks or I should I and I've always been to be honest I've always been telling them just do a single see what happens blah 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 you mm. you know you know yeah, what I yeah. mean and it's yeah, it's totally. a bit of that climate right uh, about releasing stuff if you're unknown. But I mean, yep. to to now sort of I mean you guys, <laughs> to be honest, I, I really uh, appreciate, super appreciate that you asked me to do this because I'm getting this insight purely from this exercise, or you know, uh, doing this at all. But it's obvious to me that albums now, I mean, not now, but you know, it's still a thing. You know, it's and it's and it's refreshing to uh, hear that. And uh, and be aware of that, and you know, obviously, it's not it's not the only album that maybe cares about the track order, but you know, you no. know what I mean. It's like a, yeah, it's good to know that. It's very obvious when people have 
tried to do that. And I think that's what we've found yeah. recently. Like it's, it sticks out like dog's balls yeah. as the proverbial Australian saying goes. <laughs> but um, you, you can that, tell when someone's – That's the Peter Russell Clark. Uh, that's, that's right. The Peter Russell Clark um, <laughs> get, get a. appraisal. Dog's balls. Sticks out like dog's balls. <laughs> dog's balls. Come and get it. Um <laughs> but, yeah, it's really easy to see when someone's taken some care and attention to album yeah. track listings and it doesn't happen anywhere near as much as it, as it once did. But, yeah, they've obviously paid a lot of attention to the flow of this album, no doubt. Well, my point – well, totally. Uh, my point was kind of a little slightly more to that. There probably is a lot of people doing that, but I just I, – I'm saying is, like, I don't listen to full albums. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's actually, well, you, you, that's you're welcome to come on this like, p- podcast you know, maybe, every week, Rude. Yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> well, if listen to Troy, Graham listen to four albums, that'd be great. Look, Troy, given given that you only just liked our Instagram page. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I, actually, I checked. I just checked and I'd actually already been following okay. just to clarify. Okay, well, there you go. So, so, but anyway. Right, there's a token I'll, like we'll, for we'll, our we'll validation. Hook there. Um so look, it sounds it sounds like <laughs> sa- sounds like we're all you know we've yeah. all we've all enjoyed ourselves. Perhaps we'll uh, take it to uh, this week. Let's take it to the rating scale for to, the week. Take Eric. it to the rating scale. Okay, so um, each week on the All Music Is Good podcast, we like to shout out an unofficial podcast sponsor. The podcast sponsor has contributed nothing to the uh, actual creation or making of the podcast. Um, they have not agreed to be on as an unofficial sponsor. But Waza and I like to celebrate things um, that either they might be concepts or no um, or things or or fads uh, that, that have kind of, you know, inspired us throughout the week to get to the point of the podcast taping. So... And oh, and I should add that the unofficial podcast sponsor also informs our rating scale. It does. So, I am thrilled to announce that this week's unofficial podcast sponsor is generously priced Planet Hollywood merchandise. All right. Woo. Thank I don't you. Know what that means. Okay. Have you been on some dodgy websites? Again, I have. Eric? So basically, <laughs> I uh, I mean, I'll, to give you some context, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but uh, there was there used to be this uh, chain of restaurants called Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a themed restaurant chain inspired by the popular portrayal of Hollywood. The company is owned by Earl Enterprises Corporation. Earl Enterprises was fi- founded by Robert Earl, and it was launched in New York City on October 22nd, 1991, with the backing wow. of Hollywood stars Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Demi Moore, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Should we of really course. be saying this about Planet Hollywood? Of we could course. be in trouble of being sued here, Eric. You're on shaky ground. Ah, uh, we're good, we're good. The actors <laughs> Does it still exist? No, no, because the good news is was uh, they're bankrupt. Um, oh, Phew. The oh, actors recruited <laughs> were paid the actors good. recruited were paid for good? their appearances. <laughs> The actors, uh, the actors who were recruited, were, uh, they were recruited for their appearances and endorsements through an employee stock ownership plan. Further mm-hmm. celebrity endorsements included actors Whoopi Goldberg, Jean Claude Van Damme, Don Johnson, oh, Cindy Crawford, Melanie Griffiths, Tom Arnold, Wesley Slipes, and Danny Glover, as wow, well as vintage. director John Hughes and comedian Roseanne Barr. 
Um, Heavy hitters. So, just skipping forward, um, you know, one of the biggest draws for Planet Hollywood visitors was that they would be dining among some of the most beloved movie props and costumes in Hollywood history, which included the Batmobile. Um, of course. Dorothy's costume from Wizard of Oz. Which Batmobile? The original Batmobile? Uh, I think it was the kind of like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Keaton, Michael Keaton Batmobile. Oh, not Adam West. Oh, yeah. wow. No, no, not Adam West, post-Adam West. Okay. Um, Michael Keaton. But then uh, it became... Birdman. Yeah, Michael Keaton, exactly, yeah. So then, you know... Mr. But Mom. Then, then, then things started to slide and, you know, as I expanded, it, 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 it instead of being Batmobiles, it was just props and they weren't as exciting... And that included like a plastic replica of a meat slab Rocky uses to train with. Um, eventually, it became unclear what was genuine versus a replica. And so, staff, would that be tenderized that meat? Would they just bring it out and uh, people would heat it? Who and knows? Then take who it back knows? into the kitchen. I'd reckon they'd cook it up, bite it. Bite it. <laughs> yeah. And, if um, you're hungry, just like ah. Come come into the kitchen. Like a beef jerky. <laughs> ah, come into it. the kitchen and see the piece of meat that Rocky used to train on us, and they just. Bring out a yeah, different piece a of bite. meat every day. Yeah. You may <laughs> die, but you know it's rocky. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so the issue was that eventually it became unclear what was genuine versus a replica, and staff oh, reportedly course. found it difficult to identify from which movies many of them originated. Um, more, f- moving forward, Planet Hollywood. Maybe they should have trained their staff better, Eric. They should have. So Planet Hollywood's menu was unique to say the least. Most famous of all were the chicken tenders breaded with. Cap, uh, Captain Crunch cereal. Other what? highlights included handheld lasagna and a dessert hand called held. the what, Planet. Bringing out their hand. Yeah, the Planet Meltdown. <laughs> a globe of chocolate that melted under hot caramel and slowly revealed a Planet Hollywood logo. Oh, um, God. When Planet Hollywood yeah. became a public corporation in I mean, how, how did they ever go it's, bankrupt it, with it's great no, <laughs> I, I, I'm, less, I'm less and less surprised that what, yeah. at the outcome. Yeah, yeah who, who would have thought? Sorry, delete, delete that maybe, but anyway. <laughs> who would have thought? So when uh, Planet Hollywood's name was unique to say the least, most famous of... Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I've said that already. When Planet Hollywood became a public corporation in 96, it was an instant success. They had $1.2 billion... The restaurant chain was a very attractive stock at its initial public offering. Um, Planet Hollywood star crashed like a meteor. And by the time the chaos was over, the stock had... It kind of scaled to heights and then it it plummeted to uh, 75 cents. Um, The good news is a few Planet Hollywood... A few Planet Hollywood locations still exist as of 2018. Um... So they're, uh, they're in Las Vegas, London, New York, Orlando. Of course. Yeah. And uh, LA. Yeah. By reports, the supposed decline in food and merchandise quality continues and the staff at the New York venue apparently seats all the customers near the door to make the restaurant look busier. One oh, customer commented that the threat from dust falling from the above decorations was enough to put you off. So that's the story of Planet Hollywood. But the thing is... The merch is off its head. So I did oh, a, you I, by the merch. I did, yeah, okay. so that's our rating scale. So I did a little look uh, today, and uh, you could get a Planet Hollywood Chicago leather bomber jacket for mm-hmm. $135 plus delivery mm-hmm. on eBay. You can, get, you, can okay. get a, you can get a Planet Hollywood uh, 
cut-off sleeveless denim vest for $15. Oh, that sounds like good value. Great value. And uh, you can get a polo mm. shirt uh, for $20. And yeah, a sh- I'd and rather a, the vest. And a shot glass for $14. Interesting. Right. The so shot glass or, or the or the cutoff vest? The, well, the, the vest. shot glass is one dollar less than the denim vest. So, yeah. Choi Waza, the rating scale. So, our, the the unofficial pod sponsor for the week, generously priced Planet Hollywood merchandise. All right. Well, let's let's devise some sort of rating scale out of this. Like, I, I'll go first. I will suggest that. The bomber jacket is worth five. Uh, the polo yeah. shirt's worth two. The vest is worth one. Oh, get the fuck out of here. The vest is definitely worth four. Uh, okay, let's just change this around. The vest is worth five. Yeah. The shot glass is worth three. The polo shirt's worth two. And the bomber jacket's one. One. Hold no on, one hold on, hold on. But, one. So we've skipped, we've skipped one. No, no. How about this, Boza? We go five is the denim, five is the denim vest, four is the bomber jacket. Three is the polo shirt, two is the shot glass, and one is the current price of Planet Hollywood stock, which is one cent. How, <laughs> Wait, about, how about we do that? Oh, I don't stock. know what we're going to end up adding up one to, but whatever. Cent. What's what's the total price that we can get to? What's what's it out of the? Oh, it's out of it's out of five. The 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 scores out the of scores five. out okay. of five. Okay, cool. All right, no worries. All right. Well, I'm okay. With so with, with, deci- with decimal yep. points, let's 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 no, let's say it's out of ten because then we can just add extra stuff onto it. Yeah, but then we need ten items. No, no, you can just add like like you know I'm going to have a bomber jacket and a shot glass. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. Sounds good. Sounds cool. good. I like that. All okay, right, cool. cool. That's good. All right. All right so, so I might go first. Yeah, you go first. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give this two denim vests. What ten? Um, no. To, I was ten, no. Denim, denim vest was ten, four. five. Wasn't it? Oh, four was yeah. it? Okay. What was worth five? Oh, the bomber jacket. The bomber jacket. Oh fuck that! Anyway, cool, all right. Bomber cool. Jacket. Bomber jacket for five. So, right, so the denim, the, the Planet Hollywood denim vest times two is right, the two score vests. that I'm giving. Two vests. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go second. I'm gonna get a vest, a Planet Hollywood vest, and I'm gonna get a shot glass as well. What was the shot glass? Was that two? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 So four okay. and two, so six. Uh, and and and, and oh, okay. And half a shared. And half a share. Um, half a share. Okay. So six and a half. Okay, I like that. So a denim vest, a shot glass, and half a share in the Planet Hollywood franchise. Oh no, no, stuff that a full share. I'm going to give a seven. Full share. Oh, no, no, I'm not sure. I'm going to think Just about it. somewhere between six half and a seven. They could totally do with your additional investment, was it? Okay, cool. All right, a share, a shot glass, and a denim vest. <laughs> seven out of ten. Joy. So wait a minute. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I just wait a minute? Just, just. All right. Here we go. The po- the bomber jacket's so, worth five. Right. The vest is four. Right. The polo the polo shirt is three. The shot glass is two, and you can get a, a one a one share, a one cent share. That's a, one point. A one cent, or it's a dollar. Yeah, or just it's a, a dollar. One, it's a dollar. A dollar share. Sorry, a dollar. I mean, share. Troy is like is the it price. It would make it easier if it's a dollar. Troy is the, is the price of the share going to change your score? Oh, for the Billy Elliot. Are we? Wait a minute. Just to, I just want to tie this in, just to make sure what we're talking about. So this is the score for the Billy Eilish album. That's right. So you can you can go into the Planet Hollywood. Not merch not the score shop. for RX. Not the score for RX rating system. It's the score okay. for the actual album. 
You can get, you can, re- yeah, that's it just right. took you a really can. long time to get to that point. <laughs> but I'm here. It's what happens every week. So let's hear it, Troy. Is it? So, uh, my, well, I'll tell you the score and then you can, you, maybe yeah, you guys can sort of help me uh, sort of construct what, what I would choose. Yeah, well, but, uh, we, can, we can offer a number of packages. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that would be cool. I'll yeah. I'll even I'll buy that. Um, I reckon I'd give it an eight. Okay. Wow. Well, four shot glasses. Well, you know what? You but can... I'm, you know what I'm into. I'm into like more items. So okay. what can I get? Like, so Troy, or I'm maybe really... one of every item. <laughs> you... No, can't do no that. that's that that's probably too many. That's going to be that's too many. Too much. But Troy, I think you know what we can do is we can definitely give you two shares in Planet Hollywood as a All start. All right, done. We Done. <laughs> we Seems give, like a great company. Right? We can, I'm in. <laughs> we can great give, future. G- give I can you, see that. We can give you two shot glasses. Great. Yep. I need that. I'm a and, teenager. And a denim vest. No, can't do that. That's 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 nine. So he's given it a, an no. eight, didn't he? What, what did he give it? An eight. Two, I did give it an two eight. Two shot glasses give, gets you to... Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll give him two polo shirts and a shot glass. Okay. Well, that? how much is a polo shirt, man? Three. They're three. <laughs> they were three. Okay, that's six. I mean, how many polo yeah, shirts? And then a shot glass as well. I get one. I need two need? shot glasses. I need two shot okay. glasses. Okay, two oh, yeah. shot glasses and a vest. In case one breaks, go. you know. Two look, shot glasses and a vest. I live in a go. dormitory. <laughs> <laughs> and look, the, the big issue really is that, like, I mean, let's be honest. How many polo shirts do you need? Do you need like a? <laughs> Do you need one? Depends what the colours f- they come in. I reckon That's they're multiple colours. Yeah. And also, anyway, if, you, if you use one for sport, you sweat a lot, or if you just sweat a lot in general. Peter, All right. So, what did you give it? What did you give it, Eric? What did you give it, Eric? Sorry. What did What did you give it? I gave it. Uh, I gave it two denim vests. So I gave it an. Eight. Okay. Cool. All right. So let's just wrap this up. Um, I can think so we all liked it. What are the scores? What are the We've scores? given Cho- Choi's given it an eight out of ten. Rx given it an eight out of ten, and I've given it a seven out of ten. So that's Billie Eilish's new album, Happier Than Ever. We'll be back in a moment. Second album we have for you is Leon Bridges' Gold Digger Sounds. The singer-songwriter and guitarist-born Todd Michael Bridges honed his talent performing in and around his native, native Fort Worth and stirred up musical in, in, music industry interest with SoundCloud uploads of analog recordings produced by Nile City Sounds, Joshua Block and Austin Jenkins, then of White Denim. Signed to major label Columbia, Bridges' first singles, including a rich ballad written about his mother, appeared in t- February 2015 with a sound that evoked mid to late 60s soul. His debut album, Coming Home, followed four months later. It debuted at number six on the Billboard 200 and was nominated for a Grammy in the category yeah, of yeah, Best yeah. R&B Album. 
During 2016 and 17, Bridges was actively uh, was active primarily as a performer and collaborator. He co-wrote and was featured on Macklemore and Ryan Lewis's Kevin, Nick Waterhouse's Catchy, and Casey Musgraves' Present yep. Without a Bow, Without a Bow. Sorry. Um, additionally, he recorded on my own with Lecrae from Birth of a Nation, uh, the Inspired by album, and connected twice with Gary Clark Jr as heard on live North America 2016 and on a collaborative cover of Neil Young's Ohio. Early in 2018, Coming Home was certified gold by their RIAA. Shortly thereafter, Bridges released Bet Ain't Worth the Hand and Bad Bad News and then Beyond as the first three songs off his comparatively contemporary and stylistically broader second album, Good Thing, which followed that May and hit the top ten. But Ain't Worth the Hand also earned Bridges his first Grammy Award for Best Traditional R&B Performance. Uh, the intermediary single that was yesterday's re- was released in 2019. Texas Sun, a four-song collaboration with fellow Lone Star State. Natives Krungbun followed in 2020. Throughout the year, Bridges either headlined or co-headlined singles with the likes of John Mayer, Therese Martin, uh, in response to the murder of George Floyd. Uh, and Lucky Day and appeared on the Avalanche's We Will Always Love You. In 2021, Bridges and Keith Young issued a cover of Pastor T.L. Barrett's Deep Gospel Jam Like a Ship that made the lasting appeal. Bridges' recordings were proven when Coming Home and River were awarded respective gold and platinum RIAA certifications. A previews of tracks of Bridges' third album followed shortly thereafter, and in July, he offered Gold Diggers Sound titled after the Los Angeles complex where he made it. Uh, among the album's contributors were previous Bridges collaborators such as Nate uh, Merceru, Ricky Reed, and Dan Wilson, along with We Are Kings, Paris Strother. Okay, I may as well get my prejudices straight um, out of the way. Um, when Leon Bridges came onto the scene five or six years ago, I read the marketing material, and there was so much hype about this guy, about the next best and greatest soul singer here at the scene. Seriously, like, I just turned off without even bothering to listen. Like sometimes, like sometimes for me, like bios matter, and like I think in the bio they dropped Sam Cooke's name in, and it just smacked of fakeness and hype. So like, mm. like, like, like you don't go drawing comparisons with Sam Cooke. Like I, I found it like really disrespectful, and I wasn't mm. interested. I wasn't interested, and like if he's that good, then let the music do the talking. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, this is my first listen of Leon Bridges' album. Or so, any of the songs I've listened to of him. And sometimes I've said this twice tonight. I'm like, do I actually listen to music? I don't know Billie Eilish songs. I don't know Liam Bridges songs. Why have I even got a podcast? Anyway, um, straight away, like, you get that vibe that this was, like, modern future soul with, like, the Glasper featured track Born Again. And it was cool. And, like, you know, I'd call that a promising opening song. Like, it sort of spoke of things to come and made you want to dig into it. And... I also love that Glasper is at a stage now where he gets a featured billing artist, uh, an artist billing on an album. Like, you know, uh-huh. they, like he played some keys on it and he's like <laughs> featured artist. It's hilarious. Um, that song also was the first of many like neo soul style horn parts we'd get throughout the album. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like a neo horn, horn line. Lots of trombones played in unison. That's cool. Um, motorbike was nothing groundbreaking, but it was a vibe. And it made me want to keep digging. 
and I was on board and like we rolled into Steam, which was the song that we played in the background before, which was by far my favourite track on the album. Had that like like real UK 80s Peter Gabriel feel. Um, mm, I was actually yeah. almost hearing some Gautier vibes on that song as well, like off his... Um, um, like it was summery, it was breezy, it was cool. And that for me was where this album peaked. Like, Why Don't You Touch Me made me feel like I was lining up at the front of like the line to slide down one of those kids' plastic slippery mats. Like it was just like going, danger, danger, danger signs. Like they're just going off in my brain. Um, like would we be guessing that this song is pitched as a single? Like like from my perspective, like it's so formulaic and predictable. Um, and like there's ways to dress up songs, right? To you know, whether it be production wise or a melody line that's a bit interesting but this didn't do any of it like it was just bleh, i didn't like it um magnolia magnolia sort of saw, saw me still waiting in line on the slide so like I, like the slippery slope felt like it was coming like the beat was pretty stock standard but like you know the the neo whole neo soul harmonies and horns sort of um saved it so i put that down as a close call so like like I'm not I'm not going to keep talking about this album. Like I'm going to sum it up by saying like I felt like I stood in the line on in the line for that slide, Eric, for 36 minutes or however long it went for, and I never got quite to the front of the line. But I spent a really boring afternoon in the queue. So look, obviously that's a metaphor f- for this album. Like it's okay. It's I thought it started with a heap of potential, but from like why don't you touch me? Like it went into really safe world for me. Like stayed in the left lane and cruise control. And whilst it was okay, it just felt a bit like a missed opportunity. And the last point I would say is like, what was the deal with the last track, Blue Messes? It sounded like it was left over from another session. Like, and then they just tapped it on to the end. Like, it sounded completely different EQ-wise. Um, I thought that's kind of weird. Anyway, uh, that's it for me. Who'd like to go next? Yeah, I'll give it a go. Look, um, I chucked this on this morning as I lay in bed on a, as the sun was coming through the window and... I, I, I have a very similar relationship to Leon Bridges as you was. It's just one of those artists that I'm just like, why of all of the artists on the planet did this guy get the shot? Like, yeah. like it, yeah. it's it, he's great, and like that, it's not to poo poo, but he sort of has kind of occupied a place in the kind of music lexicon. Where like oh so Leon Leon Bridges is a soul guy in the same way Michael Bublé was the jazz guy like um, yeah, and, he's and a soul guy like what what is that what is that and it's just mm. so it's so is that just mar- is that just bad marketing or yeah look I don't I don't know what it is but it just it just feels like I mean that it's not his, I guess it's not his fault you know what I mean like he's no. just he's yeah, just who, he's just yeah who who agreed to that marketing. Yeah, who knows? Did he or did like is that is that why? Look, hard to say. Um, but I think I think that the thing that I just find is like it's just completely okay. And 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 I listened to it uh, today, and I was just like, look, it's cool, and it, it's it's just pleasant. Um, yeah. But I just don't get it. And I mean, I'd heard stories when he came to Melbourne when um, when. Uh, he did a show and then he he went to the ESPY and um, into the ghost of Alfred D- Lenton or whatever that that top bar, and he did ghost like of yeah, and he just did like an impromptu gig on the grand on the on the on the baby grand there, and apparently it was like gig of the year. So like like mm. it's no doubt the guys obviously like crazy talented, but 
I just kind of feel that mm. it's just such a yeah, it's just so it's nothing, man. Yeah, it's just not much. It's just not much. So where's the soul? Yeah, sorry. Where's the soul? Where is the soul? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Look, I'm going to say it right now. I don't get it with Leon Bridges. Um, but again, it's not. It's not a diss on him. I think it's more the machine behind him that just no confuses the shit out of me. Because if he was just a guy in the club, just playing fucking great music and being a brilliant singer, um, then power to him. But yeah. Anyways, that's uh, yeah. that's my take. So not. I don't have too much to say about this record. Um. Apart from Leon, Leon Bridges is a, is a brilliant singer, and that's awesome. Well, he's got a beautiful tone, like, but I don't mm. know about the melody. I'm not sure whether his melody choices are that interesting, yeah. to be to be honest. Anyway, um, Choi, what about you, man? Well, I mean, I, I totally get where you guys are coming from, and um, I, I don't have that view, and purely because... Uh, maybe I haven't I haven't listened to uh, Leon Bridges at all before, so I'm coming maybe fresh. Um, I haven't heard him either, man. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> well, hey, good point this, though. Good point. Go to your next well, point. What's your next point? That, <laughs> but disregarding that, I guess. Um, look, I, I I've wrote a few notes, and I could. I think I dug it. I dug his tone. Um. Don't feel bad, man. Mount a case. Mount a case for why we I'm should mount, like it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying for what is my case. <laughs> <laughs> um, having downed uh, a third of this Merlot. But, I, but, but in saying that, uh, look, I heard some Frank Ocean-y vibes, which, which, and I, uh, who I love. Yeah. And um, um, I could hear some influence. I, not hearing a lot of Leon, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just sort of see. Uh, when I, I feel like I feel like it was pretty honest. Um, sure, maybe did the label do some misbranding or miss uh, miss hyping? Maybe yeah, but like I I sort of hear him in there, you know. Uh, I liked actually again uh, again on the Billie Eilish tip. I uh, really the production was good. Yeah, I agree with uh, that. Mixing was really good. Agreed. Um, uh, what did I say? Uh, at, at the point of steam, I sort of noticed the order felt really good. Um, yeah. And, uh, what else? Uh, a few little other points I, I jotted, um, details was really interesting. That great little, uh, change in the, in the feel. Yeah, that was interesting. You know, so the, there was that the, there was little points in time where I just went, oh, hey, that's really cool. I didn't expect that, you know. So when when that happens, it's like I would listen to that album again because of those things, and because I listened to this in in a sort of a crammed sort of format of listening, I um uh you know I would give it another listen because of those interesting points, you know, like I uh. Uh, sweeter was uh, I wrote honest and not afraid to be kind of I felt that was very honest again so I mean a bit of honesty going on yeah maybe maybe it's like been done before or something yeah yeah and again and I would I would I would attribute that I would attribute that to the hype maybe you guys have heard before and I maybe haven't totally Um, as I said I think there is some prejudice around that yeah yeah yeah, I'm I'm definitely prejudiced 
because if you hear if you hear enough hype, then of course that's what you expect. And if that doesn't fill that, then you're gonna have a certain uh reading of it, I guess. You know, like a sort of uh uh it would it would it would change your maybe change your perception. Look, I mean, the guys I won Grammys. He's the guys won Grammys. Like you know, so like you know, the, obviously people I mean, like him, but like you, I I just think you know, you, like as I said, I haven't listened to it, so it, maybe it's not fair fair to me fair for me to comment but you know i want to see i want to see product i want to see like good good songs and and it just just felt flat to me just you know so where do you think the missing i mean when when you say uh, and this is not an attack it's just purely an in an interesting discussion for me agreed i thought the songwriting was was poor is it Um, the writer is it the is it the is it the label behind him sort of making him out to be something he's not? I mean, is ma- it ma- maybe Eric's in the background having a look at the uh, production, like on Spotify. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, interesting to like. I'm interested to hear all angles of stuff. I, it, the more knowledge, the better. Like to to get to it. Show promise. Where you think it? Where Where do you think it should? Well, like obviously it didn't hit something. So where do you think it should have oh, been? Oh, like I mean, why don't you touch me? As I sort of said earlier, like I thought that was just a really big misstep, and it felt like it was produced as the single for the for the album Which or for the record that? company. Sorry, it was track track four, um, uh, and I just was, like uh, it was so. Uh, I think it's but just like the first like, mag is that Magnolias? No, no. Oh, why, why, why don't, don't you, you touch the, me? Why don't you touch me? Yeah, I think the, uh, uh, that was a big Frank Ocean. I think there's just an there's an element where. The intention of everything just goes south, and yeah, and, and and there are certain there are right. certain genres that like that like benefit from intention, and I think like I mean like a like a sparkling pop record. If there is an intention there to sell lots of records, then the intention is in step with the genre and the output. But when you're doing like a yeah, sound. but when you're doing like a, you know, what's meant to be a sound kind of, genre, yeah. yeah, if this dude's meant to be Sam Cooke, um, like if the intention is to make a lot of money. Well, yeah, and but the, that was a long, that was a while ago, you know, to but be like, fair. But, like, that was when it first came out. But, but you're going on that, so so you you are referring back to the hype to, to get to that point. Yeah, but like, I mean, here's the thing, like, like, no, but I like I, I think, like I, I, this this is something that I think about, but at the same time, um, it's actually like he's loved and people think he's fucking awesome. So yeah, you know what? Like, like I, I noticed. I'm sure he is awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I mean, so I, I, I mean, I, a recording, a recording is always just. I mean, well, we we're coming from the Billie Eilish thing, and that that felt very true to Billie Eilish. Yeah. But in in the same sort of maybe painting this picture is 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 this album true to Leon Bridges? Yeah, is that, is it authentic? Know, how he is live, uh, and and like you said, that concert he did this impromptu thing and it was amazing. I mean, sometimes recordings don't always grab the best of the the artist or the band totally. or the. But he's. Know, I, but I guess my know, feeling is you know, he's had enough time to get it yeah. right by now. Like yeah, he's not yeah. a new artist, right. so. Yeah. Like you kind yeah. of feel like yeah, you know you, you you that you get a pass on that for the first record, but if you, this is like album number three or four, so yeah. to me uh, it's okay. like at this point in time I want to actually see some artistry, and it just doesn't show up. So I think I think we've shat on um, 
Leon Michaels for long that. enough. <laughs> no, no. Like, I mean, people are excited about it, Ari. Like, I noticed on Northside, um, our Facebook page the other day, Chris had, like, his full, you know, rack of Leon Bridges' Gold Digger albums. It's like, people obviously, you know, see something. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. That they're saying, but yeah, let's 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 rate this thing. What do you reckon? Let's take it. To, let's okay. take it to the uh, Planet Hollywood let's take, let's unofficial take it rating pl- scale. Let's take it to the Planet Hollywood. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna give What's this. Sock at one cent. I'm gonna right. give this. I gotta get. I gotta get that. Can you just get that? Uh... <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna give this uh, a polo shirt, which I hate polo shirts, and I'm gonna get a. Uh, Two shares as well. So I'm giving it a five. Like, I mean, I'm wow. gonna, I, I like the first three tracks. I thought there was a lot, you know, this was going somewhere. And then it started just, good. It, it just went off the slip, kids' slippery side. So, yeah, Polisher and two $1 shares in Planet Hollywood. I'll go next. I, I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give this, um, yeah, I think I'll give this, uh, yeah, th- uh, Three shares, three shares and a shot glass. Yeah, to drain your sorrows. Yeah. So th- is that also? Is that also? That is also. A five, a, that is also right? a five. Is but also I'm showing more disrespect by, by throwing <laughs> shares at it as opposed to a, like going in hard with like a bomber jacket. You know. I don't know about that, Eric. I said like I hated polo shirts. One item. <laughs> One item. Yeah. Well, like one, yeah, one item is bold. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I could give you some bomber jacket, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. fill up the pot with some value, yeah. like useless shares, and and, yeah. uh, and a shot. I agree with that. <laughs> you should have given it five shares, Eric. Yeah, that's true. I could have given him five shares in the Planet Hollywood. Five brand. devalued shares are probably gonna be worth a lot less devalued. tomorrow. It may go down by the time. That's right. Exactly. You know. That's right. <laughs> so you may need to revisit that. Um, Joy, shit. what do you reckon, um, Well, again, I, I've sort of forgotten the value amount, so yeah. I'll give you I'll give you my rating. I reckon I'll go up on the five. I'll go six. All right. So what do I get for that? Uh, I'll go two shares. And what's... Oh, wait, nothing... Not, wait, am I right? Nothing's... No, no, so you know, four you know is, a, gonna, is a vest. Is there a four? Yeah, what vest. do I get for four? What can I get? <laughs> you can get, you you can get a denim me. vest. I feel like... Joey, by the by the end of it, yeah, perfect. by the end of this podcast, we're going to give you a, a, a rating on on how you work the Planet Hollywood rating scale. Just give me all the shares, yeah. baby. It's coming yeah. back. Yeah. Okay, it's so, coming back. So that's uh, two shares. After and Trump a gets in in twenty four, it's coming back. <laughs> all right, so Is that it's Planet uh, Hollywood. Just inject some Minchankalim in it. <laughs> All right, that's two fives and a six for uh, Liam Bridges. I nearly said Liam Michaels. Liam Bridges, Gold Digger Sounds. We're back with the third album in just a moment.
So our third album for the week is by the British electronic band Jungle and the album is titled Loving in Stereo. Jungle was founded by Josh Lloyd Watson and Tom McFarland. The pair had been friends since they were nine years old where they lived next door to each other in Shepherd's Bush, London. They both attended Latmere Upper School, a fee-charging public school in Hammersmith. They went on to form Jungle at the beginning of 2013, choosing choosing to put an aesthetic emphasis on the music's surrounding artwork and videos and not on the pair's own identity. Um, And they came to be known actually as J&T, were the kind of their monikers. Throughout the year, Jungle developed its nature to a seven-piece band fronted by J&T. The pair wished to challenge themselves, resisting the temptation to simply reproduce their music from their laptops and instead translated their songs into a full band and organic live experience. J&T have explained that Jungle stemmed from a desire for honesty, true connection and friendship. It's about being in a collective and collective energy, a team spirit. Uh, Loving in Stereo is the third album um, and it was released on August 13th, 2021 through the group's independent label... Kaola Records. Ah, nice, nice play. So I sort of read that um, that that whole J and T thing was um, they were really sort of incognito, a bit like um, you know other bands. Daft Punk. Or they, they just it was a thing. They weren't really trying to identify themselves. Yeah, I think they they wanted they wanted more. Let the music do the, the talking. Yeah, that, that they wanted the more the, of the folks to be on the the art and the aesthetic as opposed to the individual and the and the mystique that adds to the yeah to the music. They wanted. They wanted more of the focus to be on how insanely mystique-like they <laughs> were. <Totally. And laughs> That's cool. I love mystique. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, and they did they did millions of interviews about how mystique-like they <laughs> yeah. are. They should have just um, wore helmets and masks like uh, like Daft Punk, you know? Uh, yeah, Daft yeah, Punk. Yeah, like Daft yeah, Punk. Yeah, totally. Daft yeah. Punk. It's like... I think that I think these guys are also in Slipknot as well. Um, <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> Who would have known? So um, let's get down to it. Look, I'm I'm gonna start. I love this album. I thought it was unreal. I listened to it on my run, and uh, it kind of started off, and I was good, like, "Good running album, yeah, like great a, running, yeah, great running album." And I and I so I started it on off, and I was like, "Oh, this has got like a Jamiroquai kind of vibe." That was like my first. That's kind of impression on like the first two tracks and then it just got better and better and better and like i i loved it and it was like all the lyrics were like so ridiculously positive and shiny yeah. at a time where like my soul is so pessimistic about the world <laughs> yeah. that like it, it like like i i it made me think there's there's got to be a reason for this like there's got to be some kind of intention. Oh, yeah. Like going back to that that thing that we were talking about earlier. Um, there'd have to be an intention to go, you know what? We're just going to talk about love and shiny happy and everyone shiny, in this together. Because people. it... Cause yeah. Exactly. R-E-M. But like it was a complete... Di- yeah, REM, yeah, great yeah, band. Yeah. But it was a, it was a great... Um, <laughs> it just felt like a, like a really awesome disco record that wasn't being kind of... Uh, like tongue-in-cheek referential jokey like it legit, felt yeah. like a like a true legit disco record and the, I love the production and I love the tempos and this is definitely in one of my favorite albums of the year mm. I feel as though what's going on in London it's just it's like it's sitting in that salt yeah. category and what was that band that we did with Audrey yeah. Pound was um uh, that 
that uh, that kind of big Afrobeat album. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, not Manchester Orchestra. What, um, the, whatever they yeah, were. Nubian uh, we'll Twist. Fi- we'll remember Nubian it. Twist. Nubian Twist. There's just like, like, there's obviously something going on in the same way that like different cities spawn different scenes. Like, yeah. there is a the scene London right now scene in, is in, out of in, in London that's like high production yes. values, awesome yes. vocal performances. But interesting music you know, too. Interesting music. And interesting music, and um, and I loved it, and it's definitely going to get another spin. So, and and what I would say is to to give you a track by track, uh, um, kind of blow for blow thing, it it it's not it's not right for this album. Yeah. The whole the whole album sounds like the same song, That's interesting, yeah. but that in and of itself, yeah, that in and of itself is like part of the reason I loved it. Yeah. Like okay. it just. I just got on the jungle train and just loved loved yeah. it and finished my run and it was like that was so much fun. I loved it. So that that's what I thought. Okay. Well, I'll go next. Um look, I've said it before and I've said it and I'll say it again. Like what I love about this podcast is that like we we just drop the needle on albums that I have no idea what's about to come out of the speakers. And as you said, Eric, what came out of my speakers was was just the sound of fun. Mm. Um like uh, to, to me, like, this is an indie dance album full of, like, mid-tempo hipster dance floor tunes. Um, oh, yeah. That's what it it's is. Like, it's totally headlining Meredith. T- totally. Like, um, next yeah. year. I mean, absolutely. Maybe more Golden Plains. Maybe not Meredith. Yeah, it's no. Just it's, it's more hipster than Meredith. It's more Golden Plains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So... Like I mean, as you said, like this. I mean, this album had elements of S A U L T salt. Um, S A U L T um, had elements of the avalanches. I found it. Ah, oh, totally. It had elements yeah. of like Cosmos Midnight, yeah. which we reviewed. Yep. Co- it had elements of Donny Benet. I thought at times. Yep. Um, you know, there's some comparative names. Like the the first thing I thought was. How cool was the string intro in the first track? Like, oh, if, man. if someone's writing, what a great If someone's setup. writing an intro like that, I'm putting it out there that you're pretty confident that you have the goods to back Correct. it up if you're like putting in a massive string intro like that. That's like, here you go, it's about to drop. That's that's what that intro yep. said to me. So, I mean, like you know, track by track, I didn't, I did, a, I made a couple of notes. I saw, I said, "Lifting You" is very Donny Benet. I thought I love that track, Bonnie Hill, that had that flute solo and then the sax solo. I mean, that was just, that was banging. Um, like I thought, "Fire and No Rules" had that '70s psychedelic uh, soundtrack vibe. I thought it was very like Ocean's Eleven, like uh, heist yeah. movie theme. Mm. Totally um, had that going on. I thought "Talk About It" had a real Chemical Brothers big beat going on. Um, so much like you, Eric, like I, f- I found this sort of hard to review in, in an album sense. Um, so here's the deal from my end. I listened to this twice. The first time I listened to it, I'm like, this is banging. I love this. This is crazy. This is this is great. And by the end of the second listen, I was sort of second-guessing myself and I wasn't sure – I wasn't as sure of it as I was on the first listen – and, like, yeah, it's no doubt uplifting and has the happy vibes. But from a substance perspective, I'm not sure it was there after multiple listens, and that's me having listened to it twice. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Having said that, I'm looking at my Spotify playlist now, and I've got seven hearts on songs for this album. And that's a shitload. Like, that's, that's, that's yeah. heaps. And that's an insane amount. So I think I'm going to go with that and – that track that we played in the intro, that's the last track on the album. Like that was that's a banger. Like you like you have that as your last track on the album. Like how cool is that? Yeah. So I think 
the issue, like if I have to think about it, is that is is the concept of the album. It's it really, as you said, it's just a bunch of bangers. But I'm not I'm yeah. not sure it particularly flows as a cohesive album. Like maybe a different track listing may have helped that, or some. Tra- I was thinking maybe some transition tracks between songs might have helped it yeah. flow a little bit maybe more. Maybe some of your. Uh some of your favourite spoken word interludes. Some spoken word interludes. Maybe some more like Ron Burgundy style flute <laughs> pieces. Perfect. I don't know. I will say this though was, like I'm looking at these guys yeah. and now I hate them. <laughs> Private um, school wankers. Oh, Let me Google. They're just like, Let me Google. It's so, Show me. They're, yeah, they're just... They're just real London hipsters. Yeah, of course and they like, are. I'm, I'm, yeah, we I'm, know that. I, we can I, hear that. Yeah. You, you can hear it in the music. This is hipster dance but floor like, music. Who's doing the vocals? Uh, I think I read that, but now I'm not 100% sure. So here's a really interesting thing, just FYI. And this is a really good thing. I just read this in The Guardian as we're talking. Um, that, you know, and, and maybe this goes to the Leon Bridges thing as well. But I don't know, like... Do certain genres need to kind of look at something with some kind of political mm. lens? Like, so, so many of the great soul records were either like made in a political time, yeah. or then, or then as you move forward, like they're used as political tools. And when someone doesn't use the platform for that, um, and just like does kind of by the numbers kind of songwriting and lyric writing, maybe that brings it down. Because The Guardian basically said about this album whilst loving stereo palpably lacks s-a-u-l-t's moral fire hey. their soundscapes do align very mm. pleasurably so it's really kind of like a hedonistic listen isn't it it's yeah just like for fun. it's yeah. really so it's um, really sort of agreeing with what i've just said and really yeah. just means i really should put this review out to the guardian and really just like look for alternative sources of income um, through yeah. my music writing. <laughs> and stop hanging out with us, idiots. <laughs> it's for free. Let me sell in this shit. Yeah. Um, look, I think I'm being pedantic. I, 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 that's interesting, actually. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that review. I think there's a place for this album. But I, I think this this live at a festival would oh. absolutely go oh, off. Oh, man. It would be, it would be awesome, huge. wouldn't it? it yeah. would be three in the morning, yep. hands in the air, just loving life. Um, yeah. I think I'm being a bit pedantic. I think this is really a fun album. Um, but in terms of it being an album, it wasn't an album, but it's a cool, it's cool. As you know, this, as Choi said before, this could be a bunch of seven inch singles. <laughs> like they could have gone single, 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 single yeah. with this yeah. one. I mean, yeah. it would have been amazing. I mean, I guess, I guess uh, for me to chime in after all that, uh, I agree with most of those. Um, I hear the salt reference. I, I actually heard MGMT in there a little bit. Oh yeah, um, there's another one. And mm. hipsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's sort of. It's really, you know. Yeah. Just, but I mean, uh, who's to say how genuine uh, it was to the actual makers of it of the album? Um, you know, it's always different in that in that sort of pool. But you know, I understand. I understand the yeah. overview of someone else not within the within the circle, the bubble, to uh, perceive it that way. But. Um, I mean, I also heard some like quite like the vocals are quite garagey, punky, almost um, chanty, yep. kind of almost out and really cool. Uh, you know, but the disco thing is how good was the vocal? The vocal production was awesome. I love that they they chose to. Uh, it's it's quite a bold move to make it so 
uh, raw, I guess, if you want to call it that, if that's your definition, but like uh, out, a bit out, but a bit in, a bit chanty, a bit just like, you know, but the, but the, but the rest, uh, as in, I think it, the intent was there to do that the whole, the whole time, or that is them, or that's their character. I haven't seen the image, <laughs> the image of them uh, <laughs> as you have, Eric, but, um, Maybe that maybe that does align with who they are and uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, I think Eric's moving to a bomber jacket as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> how many From shots? How many shots? Bomber. How many shares does this get? Oh, I've got an interesting one. Yes. Okay. Hey, what are you throwing break, in? Breaking Throw, news. I just do breaking it. news. Breaking do news. Do it. Um, <clears throat> in, in inflow. Inflow, who is the central producer yes. and songwriter for SAULT, yep. has three co-writing credits. Oh, as Betty does. shit. That's oh. funny. Uh, I, and yeah. Eric, I reckon that's really unfair that The Guardian has like compared this album to Salt. I, I think, I mean, Salt, that's like one of the albums of the of the year, Man. like last year. Like, you know, how do you, how do you, yeah. you know, comparing shit to that? I mean, can that's we, unfair. Can we at yeah, some yeah, point enough. in this podcast talk about so, that's any any of the Salt albums <laughs> just quickly? Oh, we've, we've already reviewed Oh, you all have already. Them, so. Okay, We've okay. already reviewed, yeah. we've reviewed just, all I'll of just, them. I'll just chime in and say I'm just like... You can just listen back I'm to like, the episodes, dude. Anytime. What do you mean? Want. What do you mean? I already. I have. mean, given you only, given you only just anyway. started following us on Instagram, <laughs> Troy. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I can hear you a like slight album, influence of salt as far as like sonic integrity, but I mean, the genres are just so vastly different as far as space, space and timing for things. Totally. But uh, but hey, I can hear it. I guess it. You know, you know, what blew me away is that salt word from uk i couldn't i couldn't hear that at all in just the pure audio and the and the maybe the accents or something i was just like really um but anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. that's whatever that's whatever Dean but jokes, going back yeah. to jungle um i guess uh like you said i guess it it's it's an album to them but to us maybe it's a it's it's a dj in a club um um, yeah. Or it's a gr- it's great for uh, jogging. Or uh, it's uh, yeah. but it's definitely got a place in the world, and I think it's positive music. It's really done well. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's I so think it's cool. I can yeah. I can I, I can tell you that uh, the producer, so Inflow, uh, was the co-writer on track one, which might then kind of make us understand just how unreal that string arrangement yeah, was yeah. Um, to kick things yep. off. And then, uh, and then, yeah, so that just popping and, that and one And that out is there, the salt, just to clarify, fact. that's the salt producer. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, the dude. Yep, that's yep, the main exactly. guy. Oh, the writer and producer. He, he's the writer and writer. Well, oh, he's right. one of. Yeah. So he's not but he's, the um, one and only. But he's, he's he, one he, of. He, he's, he's, well, he's yeah, but he's the guy that's just gotten the nom for producer of the year at I think oh, it's wow. the Mercury in, Prize. In UK, yeah, that's um, UK. In the UK. I believe. So anyways yeah. Yep. Hey um guys, let's get in like a an SUV with a really awesome stereo and pump this album and drive down to Planet Hollywood <laughs> and just review oh, this fucking let's thing. Let's drive down. Let's try to let's drive down <laughs> to let's the keep Frankston them in business. Chain let's keep let's make let's Planet. make sure they last for another thirty years so our kids, our kids, <laughs> will know what's up. Uh, well, you know what, Troy. In that case, I might, I might kick off first, 
And what better way to keep Planet Hollywood in business than to buy some shares? <laughs> How many, <laughs> though? How really many? <laughs> well, they they could do with buy, your investment, Eric. That's yeah. right. So I'm going to buy five Ooh. shares as a start. Yeah. Yep. And then I'm and then I'm also 2.5. going to buy I'm going to buy uh, five shares. Actually, fuck it. I'm going to buy wow. six shares in the business. No, I'm going to buy six and oh, a half shit. shares. That's it. Yeah. You said this is going to be yeah. one of your best albums of the year. Yeah, but that, but that's my point. Was <laughs> like I've told you, like like what I score highest doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the thing that I'm going to yeah. listen to. Mm, like interesting. I think Billy Eilish's. I think Bill. I think Billie Eilish's record is a better record. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. You know, uh, in terms of an album, I agree. but this is like a jam. Yeah, this is a jam. And it's a vibe, and it's and it's going to be fun. And I'm going to listen to it while I'm chopping up onions and you know. Totally. Cook, we have to come back uh, to this and see what you've listened to the most at the end of the year when you're making yeah. matzo ball soup next year. Like, will you still be listening to this? It has it, yeah. in the in the end, the actual score doesn't matter because it has to have it has to it has to have a domestic use. <laughs> totally. It does. It's like, a big. It's a while big you're thing. doing this, while you're doing that, while you're jogging. Yeah. It's a, it's a definite. It's a, it's it's right. a definite function That's to right. it, isn't it? Okay, I'm gonna go next. I'm I'm giving this. Uh, I'm gonna get. Jeez, uh, this is a hard one. I'm oh. gonna get. I'm feeling good about this. Uh-oh. I'm gonna get a denim a denim jacket. I'm gonna. Oh my god! I'm gonna get, and I'm gonna get a polo shirt as well to wear underneath that denim jacket. It's gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna be a polo shirt. I can with see a you double planet Hollywood. <laughs> it's so wrong. It's right. <laughs> that is so wrong. It's right. Yeah. So, In fact, it's so right. It's, it's right. Seven out of ten. It's hipster. That's what it is, Eric. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could wear it, it on is, the dance floor. Is. Well, you could wear that in in East London, and people be like, "No, fuck yeah, London, Hollywood, London, fucking yeah, jungle, (laughs) loving it on the stereo, bro. Love it, love it, love it, love it." Can I tell you a little secret? So, I on the UK tip, I had no idea that the uh, the shirt I was wearing was a was an emblem of the uh, UK flag. But basically, I grew up loving Def Leppard. And used to wear. Uh, who didn't and, though? And who didn't? Exactly. Then? Anyway, love, love bites. Anyway, so possibly love, one of the best songs what? ever. What did you say? <laughs> one of the best songs Which ever. One? Love bites. Love bites off Hysteria. It, wait a minute. Is that Judas Priest had a love bites song too. Are you? Are you sure no, you're not you, you, on Judas? You've just told me that you know Death Leopard and you don't know Love Bites. Come well, on, I, I can just, say I, I can say yourself. I tapped out. I tapped out after uh, Pyromania. So. Maybe that maybe that's uh, a little key into okay, into album enough. releases. But uh, uh, pour some sugar on me, I was out. Anyway, um, but uh, anyway, score the fucking thing, Joy. Anyway, so the rating, I'll go. I'll, I'll skip all that shit. Um, but I'll go to the rating. Joy, you didn't end up. You didn't. You didn't like. I, I'm sorry, but you I didn't can't get there, did I? The, you can't you you, you can't leave that a half, was a, a that a half story? And, 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 and <laughs> it was a half story. Okay. And a Def Leppard reference, and then uh, go, oh, fuck it, whatever. Here's my here's my score. Okay. You got to wrap you got to wrap that okay. in a bow, baby. I love, I'm glad you pulled me up back up on that. So basically, I wore that not knowing they were even from UK. I was just like, this is a fucking cool shirt. I love the pattern. So anyway, <clears throat> that was when uh, that was when the drummer had both his arms. So um. Um, yeah. and I, I cried a little bit when that song came out. The drummer from Dead Blefford only has one arm. 
I mean, as as Commonwealth citizens, you know, in Canada and Australia, and I didn't, England, I didn't know we any were, of that we were, shit. I didn't. We're in solidarity <laughs> with that. Yeah, of course. Okay. So so let's let, let's let's, right. let's get it back okay, to the okay, record. Now we're how's back. That, how's that now grade up? the record? Thank you. All right, awesome. I'm glad I'm out of that. All right, so I know. <laughs> look, I look. I didn't I didn't see the link in the end, but you know, we're gonna have to make we're gonna have to let's move go. along. I'll just say Commonwealth. Um, anyway, <laughs> God, that's the only link. Let's go. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give it. A <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Before you had, before you even said seven, I had seven in my mind before you came up with your, your timely outfit of the polo shirt under the, uh, under the, uh, the bomber jacket. You should so join me. I'm joining you, you join on the seven, story. but I'm going to, I'm going to divvy it up a little differently. Oh, I want to, no. all I know, all you have to help me here. So I want a few shares. I want a couple of polos. <laughs> I want a couple of polos because I eat spaghetti bolognese a lot. So. That shit's going to get messy. So I need two. Two polos and a share. Two polos and a Done. share. Two I'm polos in. and a share. Seven. There all we right. go. Right. That's a speculative You're all in. Uh, He's all in. <laughs> all right. So we've got a six and a half. Six and a half, I reckon? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, six <laughs> and a half like shares. Something like that. It was definitely half six half. and a half, but that's it. We've got six and a half and two sevens for Jungle. Loving in stereo. We'll be back with the last album in... One second. Yeah. Yeah, just keep it going, man. You good? Here we go. We all gonna come in together like this. Here we go. Hey yo, rapping just a rap, what the fuck happened to that? Mainstream took a hold of my soul, but I made it back Bringing it back to the roots on some, I dash that I rhyme for the love of it, this right here is my covenant Since I wasn't young and eating trees from the government Come on now, no matter where you at up in the world, we gone now Me and my dogs do it different, get us on the pound If you wanna know what we on right now Alright, so the last album we have for you tonight is Logic's Bobby Tarantino III Born Sir Robert Bryson Hall, the second in Rockville, Maryland. Logic spent much of his childhood in nearby Gathersburg. Although he was expelled from high school and was surrounded by drugs, his parents struggled with addiction and his brothers manufactured and distributed crack cocaine. Logic found a creative outlet in hip-hop inspired by the first Rizzo Wu-Tang clan and the Roots. He started rapping in his teens and released his mixtape in 2009 under the name Psychological. After the 2010 release of Young, Broken and Famous, by which point he had shortened his name, Logic joined the independent label Visionary Music Group. A one-tape-per-year schedule continued with a trilogy of Young Sinatra tapes, a period which he toured internationally without label support and was selected for XXL's magazine Freshman Class of 2013. The MC singer-songwriter and producer made his recording debut the previous decade. Within five years, hit the top five with his debut album Under Pressure, 2014, the first of several conceptual full-length projects to either top or nearly top the Billboard 200 and rap charts. Logic's ascent continued through Everybody 2017. His third proper LP debuted at number one with weighty themes including mental health, exemplified by the 1-800-273-8255, a number of uh, top two uh, number two pop hit nominated for a Grammy Award. Uh, this was followed by 
secondary volumes of the artist Bobby Tarantino and Young Sinatra series, the latter capped by YSIV 2018 and crowning the Billboard 200 again with Confessions of a Dangerous Mind 2019. He hit number two with No Pressure 2020, which we reviewed last year. Logic announced his retirement ahead of the latter, but he was back the next year. We said he wouldn't be back, Eric. You said he would be. I said he wouldn't be with new singles as well as his seventh mixtape, Bobby Tarantino the third. I'm going to throw it to our celebrity guest for this evening, Ivan Kuchoy and Choi, to kick this one off. What do you reckon, man? Um, was that, can I just ask quickly, um, was that track you played initially the untitled track? It was. It was, and it was my favorite. So, what that what that track? Me too. You know, it was that reminded me of old hip hop. Um, me too. The lyrically, uh, the beat was just boom bap. It was just yep, laid it down so that he could, and and the stuff he was talking about. You know, it's. You know, I mean, ly- lyrically lately with hip hop, I just, I just. I'm, I'm tune, you tune out, do you? Out. Yep. What's that? <laughs> yep, you, you tune out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, tune I don't, I'm not into it. Um, you know, I, I, I get that it's relevant for them. I understand that. I understand for the community, it's relevant for certain communities that um, see struggle of life in a certain way. I get it. Um, I guess I'm getting old. That's what that means. I um, agree. No, we all are. Know, I mean, like, I'm exactly the same, dude. I'm you know, exactly the same. Like, give, give me Nas's you know, early albums. Give me all that stuff. Give me the old school. Give me the sample bass hip hop. I mean, it's yeah. just changed so much. Give me the boom bap. Where's it, the boom it, bap? A, a little bit of the beat, maybe. A little bit of the... Maybe probably more lyrics I'm tuning into more. Because uh, as a younger sort of kid... Um, listening to hip hop and growing up with it, I tuned more to the production. I didn't really care what the person was saying as much and got into either the beat or when things would come in. Agreed. To change the vibe, you know, I was into textures. Me too. And Me. when when arrangements and uh, and that's kind of what I use now to kind of like tell me where to go. Um, yep. Uh, but listening to this and listening to his story. Uh, I get why things, uh, you know, maybe work for him. And I mean, he's got a song with billion, a billion view, you know, uh, on Spotify. <laughs> maybe that doesn't pay a lot, but it's a billion. You know, it's obviously a billion's money. He knows what, it. Uh, but, you, uh, know, you, you would know, Choi. You would know. <laughs> I'm slightly in that category, but uh, you know, you know that was yeah. yeah the I remix, mean, you know, but who knows? You know, uh, it, maybe. You know, insane. You're not a, you're not a solo artist. Yeah. You're not a, a, a guy. Yeah. yeah, it didn't come directly from me, but uh, but uh, look, full credit to that, <laughs> and, respect, <laughs> and respect to everyone involved in that. Uh, but getting back to this, uh, lyrically on some tracks, I just uh, I just tune out like vaccine. You know, bitches and look at my car, and I'm out, I'm out. But sonically amazing, every track. Every track was really, really produced, either produced well, um, you know, the glitchy hats to the 16ths to the subdivisions. I get the, I get all that. As a drummer, I understand all that, and I'm, I've studied marching, and I, I, I get all the subdivisions and when they come in. Rhythmically, it's really 
Um, when the rhythm needs to happen, it happens. It's perfect. Um, the stupid skit is really like a big question mark. It's like, yeah, I know you labeled it like it's a stupid skit, but you maybe didn't even need to have it in there. Uh, uh, mm. I'm, I may be sounding harsh about it, um, like God might judge the high-pitched sample thing for me. It's just every time I hear it, I'm tapped out already. It's like, you know, there's certain, there's yeah. certain a few things. Um, uh, and I, ju- I just need to say, I just need to say uh, that I respect, I respect someone who does this. I just don't always agree with the content. I love the production and I respect the artist. That's kind of like where I stand on this sort of stuff because I love, uh, I love what hip hop has given me, and that's why I respect it so much. And I can't diss too much um, because I drew on so much hip hop and beats and sonics and different things, which I apply to my everyday sort of production and different things. So I, I, that's, that's kind of where I honestly sit with this stuff. But that la- that track you played, I'm I'm so glad you played that. And it was it's yeah. so funny that it's untitled and it's the last track on the album, but it's my yeah. favorite track. So that says me too. That maybe says a lot. I don't know. Hey, I'm going to tap in next. So so Choi, just for your information, like we we reviewed a number of um, rap albums last year, um, R&B rap albums, and the, without a doubt, the two best ones by a mile were Run the Jewels's album um what was that album called eric you remember rj4 yeah, yeah rj4 yeah, yeah. rj yep. and the other Sorry, one um, rtj4 yep 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 run the jewels four um and the other one was logic's album no pressure and like that's the first album on this show that i've given a 10 and it was freaking unbelievable and i and i <laughs> i didn't think so as much but like if if you know for all the things that you've just said about what you love about hip-hop i implore you to go out and listen to that album because it's a banger it is I like old to. school it is old school hip-hop it's like sample based and the producer on it was lp who's one half of run the jewels um so it is it is awesome. So hit it up this week. I, I highly recommend it. So, yeah, I gave that a 10 last year. I've only given well, – I think Hiatus is the only other album I've given a 10 for. Um, so um, I went into this album with really, really high expectations, and that was really unfortunate because for me, as for you, Choi, it didn't deliver. Um there was a bunch of two chord tracks with a lot of, you know, there was a lot of trap hats, you know, and stuff, which I freaking hate yeah. under logic verses. Um, look, the only time I got excited about this album was when I flicked the phone to check a song title and realized that the album had finished and moved on to Bobby Tarantino too. Um, so this album, the album feels like it's lacking in effort to me. Like, whereas the pre- previous sort of, um, Bobby Tarantino mixtapes and No Pressure last year were like where they were just dripping with soul and fire and intensity and and like you know it, was, it felt hungry and this album was dripping in nothing. Um, I listened like I listened again to be sure that I was happy to sort of say this in a review and I realised that I liked the last track Untitled, um, but that was it. And I won't be playing this again. And I wish he'd stayed retired. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, look, I um, I, yeah, I, I, I've got a kind of similar review in so much, but I think, 
I, I guess I want to put into context as well of like like who his fan base is and as you know Troy I don't know if you have this as well but like I know for 100% listening to this record I started to cycle back through a lot of rappers like male rappers that I've worked with like in the last couple of years and he's such a massive influence on this new generation yeah, he's a master rapper kids He's a master rapper and he, you know, he's a big influence on the kids coming through and like, you know, like he, I, I feel like he's, he's doing more for like the new generation than say like Drake mm, is, yeah. right? Okay. Um, in that like Drake's just doing this like mumble rap thing, but like Logic is just a fucking unreal rapper and the beats are like setting the, setting the trend for like what all the kids right. want to be doing. So like, so, so like I background with that. And then I also go. I would have. I would have mm. expected better here. Like uh, after last year's effort, for this to kind of come out. Like my overall feeling for the record was like I was a bit whatever. To me, I thought it was like a quintessential 2021 hip hop record, and maybe that's what he was going for. But uh, look, <clears throat> I mean, was I haven't listened to Tyler Creator's new oh, album. That was a banger, but, actually. Um, but you know, like from hearing the reviews you guys did last week. It sounds like that's the level, mm. that's the yeah. standard, um, and especially in, in like such a particular, well, when I say niche genre, that sounds no, ridiculous. It's, it's in, the predominant you know, genre. <laughs> it's the dominant genre, but like rap records are still, like you know, if everything everything's got it, everything's influenced by hip hop, but like there's going to be a top five best rap records that come out, and I don't think this is going to compete with, you know, like I don't think it's got close to Jay Electronica. No, God, no. Um, you know, uh, Tyler, the Creator, even Masai, oh, you know, that, that we, was killer. we reviewed. <clears throat> killer stuff. So, yeah, not not sure about this. Um, let's take it to the rating scale and uh, and, and ride it home. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to go first. Like, uh, I get... I hear what you're saying. Like you, you make a good point. Um, like this, this is an album for the modern time. It's not an album for me, which is what that one last year was. That that la- that one last year was a that was an endpoint on a career, and maybe that was a metaphoric endpoint. Arik is saying like this is yeah. like I can't make albums like this. This is what I want to make, but I, you know this is not going to sell, or it's not going to like you know, bring me fans or it's not what the public want. Like this is, this is for the purists, this album. And that's what it was. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I mean, do you, do you rate it on what you think or do you rate it on what, I guess you could rate it however you feel like rating it. Uh, oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, George. But I mean, no, but I mean, it's a funny thing because it's an interesting aspect because do you go, well, this, this, I could see how this would help people, um, which is a good reason to kind of rate it differently or not. But I'll I'll let you talk. Now, go. <laughs> well, it's it's been marketed as a mixtape, but it's not even a mixtape. It doesn't even feel like a mixtape, does it? No. Did it feel no, like a mixtape no, no. to you? It's way more. So, it's pretty more. It's pretty polished. Yeah, it's strange. Um, I'm gonna give. Um, I'm going to give a shot glass for Untitled. Oh, okay. And oh, you could, you're I'm not gonna, even for the album, just for the tr- for a, one track. <laughs> Actually, no, I'll, a, I'll, I'll buy a polo a shirt. I'll buy a, po- I'll buy a polo a shirt for, for, for Untitled, which is a banger of a track. Like, it, it's freestyle. It's mm. it's beautiful. Mm. And that's it. 
polish it. Done. That's it. You go and polish it, polish it, and out. <laughs> is that just? A, is that a three? Is that it's a, a three? polo shirt? That, that is a three. It, it's a polo shirt, Mike. I mean, moments. we've gone from ten to three, so the average is still, you know, pretty good. It's like seven. I love that. It's the polo shirt night mic drop moment. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I reckon I'm gonna go pretty close to a polo too. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm also a polo shirt, and I'm out. Yeah, we'll polo it together on the dance floor. Unlike when Choi wouldn't go with me with denim and polo before. <laughs> oh, but that's I okay. I didn't mind that. Yeah. I didn't mind that combo. I, I can. We see could be on the dance floor together. I can see it depending on the colours of the uh, of, of both those items. I, Thanks, Eric. Solidarity. So right man. now, right now, right now, Wazza and I are showing up to Planet Hollywood in our matching polos, and we're we're playing like we're playing Rocking Logic. Logic's No Pressure album, not this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, a funny little story before I rate it is, I actually thought the uh, the artist was Bobby Tarantino, and I thought <laughs> I didn't, I thought Logic was the album, so obviously I had no idea who this guy was, uh, and uh, obviously he's got some. Pre- uh, I'd love to check out some previous material, but for this, I think I uh, I might need another polo uh, in case of some you know wine spills. Uh, yeah. Or kid kid vomit and uh, and I'll grab another couple of shares just in case, you know, you know Schwarzenegger makes a comeback or does another you know, uh, you know movie or some shit. Um, that's that's probably it. You know, yeah. What do you what did you grab? You grabbed a polo and a what? And two shares. And two and shares. Two, okay, and cool. Two shares. That's all right. Is that okay? Is that okay with all you? Right, we can get is that five? Does that yeah, more? Right? That's okay. Am I uh, getting five. it now? You're, you're okay, good. Great. Awesome. And I think it's worth acknowledging that no one bought a bomber jacket all night. So I think that wow. that, that goes to the fact that it should never have been a five, Eric. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that harsh. is, you know, we. Yeah, that's. Uh, look, we'll leave that. We'll leave that. We'll leave that there. Just to muse on for the for the week. Bomber jacket. Uh, okay, okay, so we're given that. We're given that two threes. And a five. Sorry, That's, Bobby. Um, Sorry, Bobby. Logics. I mean logic. <laughs> Sorry, that's logics. Bobby Tarantino the third mixtape. Hopefully the last in the series. Um, Arik, take us home, mate. Well, Troy, it has been an absolute honour and a privilege to reconnect after all these years, to to take a stroll down memory lane, not only on you know records that have, you know, come and gone, but also Planet Hollywood's <laughs> amazing merch <laughs> collection. Um, let's not let's not leave it this long I'd, next time. I'd love that. Um, th- yeah, thank you again so much no for worries. coming on. And, yeah, and we can't wait uh, to see you show up <clears throat> as the <laughs> – as not only uh, – actually, I mean, I reckon as part of the 2024 yeah. Olympics <laughs> – not, not only will you maybe do the soundtrack for the breakdancing team, let's fucking go all the way. Let's have Ivan Kachoyan carrying the flag <laughs> yes. into the stadium. Oh. Can we oh, Canadian Australian flag? Uh, the Canadian you know? and the Australian flags. Yeah, and and the, yeah that's and a right. Armenian exactly. One too, just on the side. And, and, oh, an, yeah. Armenian, and an Armenian flag. Yeah. Exactly. Might as well. And uh, Australian. I got, I, got, I got all the flags. Let me do it. Every, everywhere I've lived. Yeah. <laughs> That's he cool. could be doing it to his version yeah. of Smack My Pitch Up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And it would be great. And I think, you know, moving forward, 
you know, given that he's going to be the spiritual leader of oh. the Australian <laughs> Olympic team, perhaps we could also add a little bit of flag parade dancing in the breakdown. I like routine. it, Ari. I like I got, it. I got a, f- so I got a few moves. I Choi- got a few moves. Yeah, no, I I know that. I mean, I know. I didn't, oh, I know. didn't just pull that out of nowhere, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wonder if you have any footage from that uh, that old session where, where I may have been I actually, dancing. I do actually I have, do. Was I dancing? I don't know. I Okay. Yeah, I think you were dancing. I think you were dancing. I will need to send. I've got Great. some links. Um, but, Choi, thank you. Thank you again. Thanks for coming no on. Um, we'll see you next time. Waza, once again, always a pleasure to... Uh, to be in in the chair with you and you know listening to music and talking a little bit of yeah. fluff um, this has been the All Music Is Good podcast we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in